call our meeting to order. Good afternoon, everybody. Good to see everyone. Uh, good to see you survive the cold weather. Michael, I think we're together. Are we? Okay. Good to see you survive the cold weather. And if everybody remain safe, because I know there's some more cold weather coming this weekend. This weekend, so everybody take care of what the, the people, the plants, the pipes, and what's the other one? Pets. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, Peter's Pets. not listening. Pets. Yeah, yeah. Take care of those things. Good to see everyone. Those of you who, have, who we haven't seen since New Year, Happy New Year to you. Yes, sir. Good to see you. Happy New Year, everyone. You see, and while I'm talking, we had a, a wonderful MLK weekend here in Liberty County, so. We thank the committee and those who were able to participate in those activities. We look forward now to carry the business of the county on. Thank you for being here. Uh, Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. At this time, we're going to ask our verified assistant county administrator, Mr. Joseph Moses, to lead us in our invocation and our pledge. Please stand for those two items. Let us pray. Gracious and kind of Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you do for us on a daily basis. We ask that you would be this uh, body as they deliberate the business of this community. Father God, we pray that you would bind and bond them together as they face challenges, challenges of growth, the challenge of working with less. We pray that you would give them the insight they need to take care of the business of this community and to take care of the people of this uh, county. These and all the other blessings we're asking in your precious, pointed, and powerful name, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, sir. Mr. Chairman, we ain't had nobody on the left side to complain. <laughs> Hello. I'm sorry, Max. <laughs> Thank you, President. Um, we do know that uh, Mr. <laughs> Commissioners Giller and Walden has to be excused this evening, so, uh, so we. Uh, we'll honor that. Uh, uh, Proclamation Arbor Day, Ms. Karen Bell. I saw some little tokens on the counter when we came here. <laughs> but whether I saw you or not, I knew you were around somewhere. <laughs> Good evening, um, everyone. Good evening. Before we move on to Arbor Day, if it's okay, I would just like to give an update on Bring One for the Chipper. We are um, we're able to have 401 trees wow. um, chipped wow. or put into the um, fish ponds. Um, we gave out 550 trees. That's with um, Georgia Forestry, Keep Georgia Beautiful, and the um, Hinesville Rotary Club. And I am glad to say that the last of them 550 trees are among you right here tonight. <laughs> so um, hopefully you'll be able to find a place in your district, at your home, or somebody else's home, because Keep Larry Beautiful is out of the trees right now, <laughs> as of now. Um, but we are gearing up. Um, and I just want to say thank you to everybody who participated. Um, and that is always a partnership. Um, Jet um, Gas Station came through, provided the rest yeah. uh, facilities, <clears throat> restroom facilities, the um, fed us, and gave us um, hot coffee. We, I mean, that was above. We were there to pay, and they took care of everything for all the volunteers um, that came. So that was wonderful. Of course, Georgia Power did the chipping. Um, we can't do anything without our, our Liberty County community. Um, 
road department, recycling, and solid waste, Hinesville ESG, and we also had volunteers for some of our youth groups that was out there um, also. So we appreciate everybody that came out, donated their Christmas tree, took one of those 550 trees, and now we're gearing up for over 800 trees, and I know they're going to find a great home too. So on the Arbor Day, Arbor Day is a celebration of tree planters. It's not just nationally, it's an international um, holiday. Um, and it's to, uh, to encourage people to plant and take care of, don't just plant and leave them, you gotta take care of those trees. And Arbor Days is celebrated not only by individuals, but companies, um, schools, and uh, um, communities like Liberty County. Here, um, all throughout Georgia and Liberty mm -hmm. County, it is celebrated on the third Friday in February. Every location or city or state or county, country, I'm sorry, is different because of the planting season. So the third Friday in February is designated as the best time to start planting certain trees here in Georgia. So that's why Arbor Day is always on the third Friday in February. Here in Liberty County, we're going to celebrate it at the Farmers National Farmers um, Food Location on 196 from 9 to 12, and then again at the Mellon Bluffs um, Nature Center from 1 to 3. So that's on February the 16th um, to pick up trees. And then we combine it with our uh, recycle it fairs on February the 17th at either the Liberty County Community Complex in Midway or Walterville City Hall. And that's where you can take care of your ho um, household hazards, um, items to be recycled, and pick up a tree. So we're looking to have more different types of trees. Right now we had the red bud and the white oak, but we're gonna add persimmons, I hope I said that right, persimmons, mm -hmm. um, yellow poplar trees, dogwoods, and crepe myrtles. So that's all How about the pawpaw, pawpaw? Yeah, <laughs> we had that last year, um, and those may come out those particular like fruit trees um, will come out in May when we do um, Earth, I'm sorry, April when we do Earth Day. So that's April the 19th um, at Brian Commons from 3.30 to 6.30. <laughs> we all want y'all to come out there too. Mr. Brown. This is a proclamation for Liberty County Arbor Day. Whereas in 1872, the Nebraska Board of Agriculture established a special day be set aside for the planting of trees. And whereas this holiday called Arbor Day was first observed with the planting of more than a million trees in Nebraska. And whereas Arbor Day is now observed throughout the nation and the world. And whereas trees can be a solution to combating climate change by reducing the erosion of our precious topsoil by wind and water, cutting heating and cooling costs, moderating temperature, cleaning the air, producing life-giving oxygen, and provide habitat for wildlife. And whereas trees are a renewable resource giving us paper, wood for our homes, fuel for our fires, and countless other wood products. Whereas trees in our, in our county increase property values, enhance the economic vitality of business areas, and beautify our community. Whereas trees, wherever they are planted, are a source of joy and spiritual renewal. Now therefore, I, Donnell Lovett, Chairman and the Board of Commissioners of Liberty County, that February 16th shall be known and designated and set aside as Arbor Day in Liberty County, Georgia, and urge all citizens to support efforts to protect our trees and woodlands, 
to support our county's urban forestry program and to plant trees to promote the well-being of present and future generations and enhance our community so adopted this 18th day of January 2024. Come on, Miss. Uh, you know, I'm reminded when you said persimmons, I know Commissioner Stevens, when I was young, though, he was looking to grow wild. The persimmon tree used to go. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can get those. Ms. Moses is not happy, I can tell. Needs, time, yeah. What you don't like? Yeah, what I need to do. Too high? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the banner? <laughs> and the banner. Did you say Alabama? <laughs> Offer day on three. Watch it three. Offer day. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. We just, we just want to get Dr. Bell the chair right up here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps the proclamation going, but, but but she always provides us goodies, so she's accepted it, and it's always a, a good cause. Now, I'm just wondering, uh, Dr. Bell, you know, um, Jeff, with all the na the new neighborhoods we have, how do we, and a lot of those neighborhoods they clear cut, you know, when they, how do we get trees to those people? How, Well, I threw it out for you and your team to yeah. to, to brainstorm, but that, you know, for those clear-cut neighborhoods, yeah. traditional neighborhoods, they're kind of covered, but the new ones. Mm -hmm. Bell, can some of these trees be used on government property, like Any, county property? Anywhere on Liberty County, some of the cities have um, taken my charge or asked bring call to action and have given some. Um, so as long as we use them within Liberty Liberty County and uh, Long County, they can go anywhere we would like them to go. Mr. That we have room for them. Mr. Brown, you, I think you know where I'm thinking about what we got coming up next. Highway 84. Oh yeah, we've already had to adopt a, a landscape plan yeah. for that. <clears throat> We got to meet tree quality points, so that's a contracted job. But mm -hmm. maybe we can insert some in there. All right. Or maybe at the Gum Branch Station or something. Gum Branch Station, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Two, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Crepe myrtles and dogs. <laughs> Those yeah. only two that I know. Yeah. That's the why. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Now you should know what a pine a pine tree is. <laughs> oh, I know what a pine tree is. <laughs> I'm talking about the ones that. She <laughs> All right, finance, Mr. Samantha. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Good evening. I'm here tonight to report on the county's November 2023 financial statements. Um, at the end of November, we have collected approximately 17% of our budgeted revenues and have spent around 36% of total expenditures. 
We currently have 1.3 months of operating expenditures and fund balance. Um, this is down last November, which was about 2.2 months. Uh, November and December are our lowest months. Um, looking at the year-to-date expenditures in the general fund, there are a handful of depart departments that are currently showing a little ahead of schedule. However, for all of these, we do not anticipate um, any of these departments exceeding budget for the year. Um, the governing body, elections, and office of the tax assessor um, all incurred some kind of training or travel uh, expenses near the beginning of the fiscal year, which is kind of skewing their budgets. Building maintenance um, had to make some repairs um, and also rent some generators um, in preparation for hurricane season. The general and judicial administration, uh, we paid those CGRDC dues mm -hmm. um, that are annual dues at the beginning of the fiscal year. Judicial administration, superior court, um, district attorney, and also the maintenance shop are showing a little ahead of schedule due to some timing of payments um, for this month, uh, but should all fall back in line in December. <clears throat> um, animal services is still showing over budget. Um, this is primarily due to some repairs that had to be made on one of their vehicles early in the fiscal year, um, and, and additionally some. Uh, so that's a vehicle that's outside of the lease? With the it's one that hasn't rotated out yet. Okay. Okay. Mr. Brown, <clears throat> since you mentioned animal control, how many cages do we have out there that's portable to put an animal in if they go out in the field? I'd have to check and find out exactly what that count is now. Please to do. Total land signed out. Yeah, just give me a total figure altogether. On what I will. How many are available? Okay. Well, available and... And, and rent it out. And on, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, also, the Community Services Department is showing ahead of schedule. Um, this is due to the Employee Wellness Fair. Uh, we are still awaiting some grant funding um, that it's expected to cover some of these expenditures. And this department will fall back in line. Um, turning the page to solid waste. At the end of November, the Solid Waste Department has uh, net income of $267,000. we have collected 39% of total revenues and have spent approximately 34% of our budgeted expenditures. There are no departments in Solid Waste that are currently exceeding budget. Um, turning the page also is true for the special revenue funds. All of these funds are currently operating within their budget uh, for the month of November. And then moving on to the sales tax reports. Um, sales tax seven, for November we brought in 1,070,000. Um, this month's revenue exceeded our budget by 147,000 for this month. And since SPLOS seven began, we have collected a total of 7.4 million. Um, for TSPLOST, we also uh, we received 981000 for November. And since the inception of TSPLOST, we've collected $34.6 uh, 
um, of the anticipated 54 million. And this concludes my November report, unless anyone has any questions. On the vehicles that we have with Enterprise, <coughs> could you reach out to the county shop sometime for the next meeting or whenever and find out how many vehicles we actually got with the county shop and what department are they within? Okay, sure. And also, what does it cost to put identification on each of these vehicles that we have? On average, what it costs, okay. Yes. Something that says Liberty County? Huh? Something that says Liberty County? Yes. Okay. So there's some without that on there? A lot. Really? <clears throat> Mr. Chair, I, I just have a quick question about sales tax uh, seven. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> would it just center? From my after this, paid in full, right? Those bonds will be paid off with SPA 7, yes. Okay. Uh, in, in the Big Coast Airport? Not. Okay. I think if those bonds stay consistent and you don't do any different things with them, that they would pay off halfway into the next one if you kept the same funding stream to it. I think that's it, because uh, City Hall is also there, correct? Yes. Well, City Hall is actually funded under the contribution of the City of Hinesville. Uh, yeah, that was one of their identified projects. So moved around. Gotcha. I'll follow it. I think that was it. Thank you. <coughs> Which kind of reminds me, I look at the report. Um, for the city of Walter, I did at the 250. Um, that was for the, I call it the streetscape piece through downtown on, on the um, Sales Tax 7 report. Was that for the, that we thought we may have to move because of the utilities? Did we, did we have to wind up doing that? Remember, we were trying to get. Uh, that was actually put in there to be able to enhance that streetscape. Right. But you know, now right. it's going to need to be used offset their utility relocation. Is it? I know we talked about that, so that's definite. Okay. We need to have the conversation with um, with the new mayor and then. I have it with the new mayor. Yeah. 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 Ms. Samantha. Yes, sir. With the information that you sent me the, the day or yesterday, I don't know. Yes. I'd like to have a conversation later with you and Mr. Brown. And the chairman, <clears throat> I know you kind of lost, but I'll bring you up to speed to see how, is there anything else that we can do to back it up just a little bit? I know that's hard to do, but we want to do it fair. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yes. Sorry. Yes. For the city of Riceboro. Okay. We're talking about that later. Okay. All right, we're good. All right, thank you, Ms. Samantha. Thank you. Uh -huh. LCPC, Mr. Rickerson, public hearing, Liberty County Comprehensive Plan. Chair, entertain a motion to go into public hearing. So moved. Second. Second. All in favor, show of hands, please. 
All right, sir. Good evening, Chairman Lovett, members of the commission. Uh, tonight, uh, at, at, at your last meeting, uh, several commissioners talked about all the planning we've got to, to do this year, and this year we're here, or tonight we're here to get that planning, planning started. We're and uh, the thing we've got to do is update this comprehensive plan. Uh, this was uh, done and adopted by you and all the cities back in 2016. This was the third of our requ state required comprehensive plans. We did one in 96, one in 06, and this one in 2016. So the next one is due in 2026. And this is not something you can do quickly, so we've got to get started on it now so we'll have it ready for adoption by the end of next year and time for our 2026 deadline. So what I'd like to do is uh, go through a You can do that. I mean, I can. Technical difficulties, Michael? Yeah. Is it showing in Facebook land? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, Chairman, I can go <laughs> okay. ahead and take, I got a paper copy here oh, so I can see. take you through this. Well, you were smart to bring one with you, sir. Um, Okay, so um, if you'll just look at the, the front page of your, the first page of your presentation there, you'll see that this is a joint comprehensive plan. This is a, and uh, the tradition of working together uh, with the county and all the cities, this is a plan that includes all seven municipalities in Liberty County. If you'll turn over to the next page, you'll see uh, just the image of the comprehensive plan that I just held up for you. That's our, that's our current existing plan and it will be in effect until we replace it with this new plan. This uh, this one has a horizon through 2040. The one that we're working on now will go through the year 2050. Um, this will be approved by all of our <laughs> local governments. Um, and uh, so if you'll just go over to the next slide. Uh, this plan, uh, as I said earlier, as I alluded to earlier, uh, the state of Georgia has required all cities and counties in the state to uh, do comprehensive planning since uh, 1989. That incident is about the time I started working as a planner. So I've been been here for uh, through through all of these iterations of the plans. Um, the pur purpose of the plan is to assess the progress of the county and to make goals and inform decision to uh, to make a plan that helps our elected officials make informed decisions about things like transportation, housing, economic development, and so forth. This plan will uh, is a a plan that kind of pulls everybody together, but it, it also allows for each of our cities and the county commissioners to have individual plans as well. And as I said, this is updated on a 10-year cycle. If you go to the next slide, you'll see a table there that shows the um, the population projections, and this is, this is a big part of what we're doing just to kind of assess where we are. You'll see over on the left-hand side of that column, the kind of the lighter shaded area, I've just got there for your information, the populations of our neighboring counties. You can see Liberty County is highlighted. In 2020, our population was 65,274. If you look over to 2022, the census has updated our population and they are, they're estimating that our population is about 68,000. So we've actually, they're showing growth of almost 3,000 people. So what we've done with that, with Liberty County and our surrounding counties, as you can see there, we've the LCPC has taken that same uh, growth rate that the census applied to each of these individual counties and extended that on out. So you can see that by 2030, we're expecting Liberty County's population to be about 78, just over 78,000. 
we're growing, based on that trend, we're growing at about 1.5% per year, which is a good sustainable growth rate. It enables us to keep up with the growth as it happens. Uh, just for reference, uh, Bryan County on there, uh, they're probably the fastest growing area by percentage. They're growing at about 3% th uh, per year. But just looking at that right-hand column there in 2030, you can see that even though they are growing about twice as fast as we are, they're not going to catch up with us by 2030. So I uh, just wanted to put that in there for your reference to see how we're doing uh, compared to other counties as far as our growth rate. So in July of this year, we can say our population is approximately 70,000? I would say so. I mean, because this is 2022, and uh, these are these are uh, put out. They should be out in the next couple of months for for 2023. So I would say that's a good bet that we're around 70,000 currently. Okay. You're looking at this, Mr. Chairman. I know a lot of times we look out at Bullock or Glenn in comparison to us, but uh, they're above us right. as far as population. That's right. Some of the things they do or have available. Okay, if you'll flip over to the next page, you'll just see this, this map is right out of this book I just held up. This is our comprehensive plan from 2016. It's a land use map of the entire county. You can see it's color-coded. Uh, green represents agricultural forestry. The yellow is the residential uh, areas, concentrated areas where we live. And the other areas, red are commercial, blue are, are mixed-use highway corridors and the gray that you see on there mostly add on the eastern end as our industrial areas. So we're gonna go through this process. We're going, we're going to visit every, every part of Liberty County. We've divided it into 12, 12 communities, the same 12 communities we did last go round. And we'll be having meetings in each one of those areas and we'll be updating this future land use map because it has, there have been a lot of changes over the last 10 years since uh, this map was adopted. If you flip over to the next page, it just got different. Uh, different scales of that same map. This is the, the next map is just the focused in on the Hinesville area. You can see the three sub areas that make up Hinesville just to see that kind of, that level of detail. <coughs> if you flip over Jeff, to the next. if I may stop okay. um, um, Something that um, commissioners that Joe and I have been talking about, as you look at the county and its, and its future, we need to also uh, keep in our thinking that we need to carve out certain places for county services throughout the county. So we need to, as the county develops, we need to ensure that there's something on your end, mm -hmm. you know. Because uh, my school board day, they taught me that you put the facilities where the population is, you know, where the most people are put stuff. Which if we did that, it would all be in the Hinesville area, but we gotta realize that, um, y'all know right now, Hinesville is getting built out, a lot of instances, so a lot of stuff is going to Flemington, you know that, Jeff. So we gotta make sure then that we ensure that we have stuff, even for recreation, and, and of course, Ms. Rhonda's here, she, she, she wants a new facility. So as a county, we have to ensure that we have places set aside for county growth too, mm -hmm. for county services, because it's on the way. It's on the way. Well, we got about 18 months to work on that and get it documented in our plan. Uh, if you look at the next slide there, you see uh, this is just for the Riceboro area, just to kind of show you. The first one I showed you was the overall picture. The second one was Hinesville. Rashboro is a little bit more of a rural community, but you can see that that's kind of how all the quilt pieces come together and form the overall comprehensive plan. If you flip over to the next page, just to show you the elements, all the things that we have to look, look at. Uh, any plan has to have goals and then uh, needs and opportunities and a work program. That's the, that's the basic elements of a plan. But the things, that, the topic areas we have to look at, uh, we're required to look at the broadband. That, that's something that's part of the state law. We have to include a, a area on that. 
capital improvements yeah, excuse element. me again, can you make me think? So did um, Coastal EMC? Continues did, to build it out. Okay. Yeah, they, they're, they're gonna cover the whole east side. Yeah. They've just awarded some new contracts that carry them on for the next either three or five years. To okay, do I hadn't heard lately, so it's a good update, okay. We've been in pretty good shape with broadband, but that what, what the, do, the work they're doing on the east end is, is addressing the <laughs> most deficient areas. Uh, capital improvements element, uh, this is something that uh, Flemington is required to do because they have impact fees, and I think you're in the process of looking at impact fees, so you know, if those are adopted, then you're gonna have to do a capital improvements element as well. We've allowed for that to be done for all the ones that, have to, that are required to do it. An economic development element, the land use element is what we just covered with all the maps and the community planning meetings that we're gonna be having. The transportation element, uh, this is uh, kind of, this is a more formalized process. It's done through the HAMPO, but we are, uh, we're gonna be working in, hand in hand with the HAMPO uh, committees to do the transportation portion of this. And then we're also required to address housing as well. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> uh, just two, two things about uh, discussing the plan elements. Uh, can we go back to the economic development portion of it, please? Yes, sir. Back one slide, Michael. Right. Okay. One page back. Did. There we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, can, can you explain uh, to everyone about the job tax uh, credit tier one portion of this? Not too much. I know that's a tool that is used by the uh, by the Honestly. Liberty County Development Authority yeah. to incentivize people right. to come here, and they, uh, that whoever that job provider is uh, gets tax Get credits credit. for every right. job they create. Right. That's right. Okay. Uh, so in, in in this particular plan, uh, how, how detailed are we going to be with with the portion of the economic development? Is that just we're just going to leave that for the development authority portion of it, well, or is it going to be, I guess, a collaborative effort through all the parties to I think the economic development? The county and our cities will probably articulate their goals and objectives, and uh, that job tax credit is just one of the tools that, that is available for the development authority to incentivize people to bring jobs to the area. But uh, it's definitely, there's definitely a place in the plan for Everybody. articulating uh, <clears throat> the need for that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying on this tax credit, who is allowed to give that? Just to the development authority? I'm pretty sure that that is yeah. that is the responsibility of the development authority as the county's economic development office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you, we would need to look at that code section that authorizes those tier credits, uh, which I'll be we can be glad to look at to see if if to see when and how that's done, who can give it out. Right. It's not across the board, you have to yeah. meet the criteria. Right, I, yeah. I, I think a lot of this is about the, the amount of employees mm -hmm. that they have as well. Mm -hmm. I know that's it one is. of the criteria. It is. Right, and then uh, I guess back to, to the housing <clears throat> as well. I, and I, I know it, it talks about the, about the C, CDBG mm -hmm. portion. I, I guess where, where I'm getting at, I mean, I, I understand this, you know, we've just not my first rodeo going through this. <laughs> I, but again, you know, in the past, we, we, we put this big book together, e even whenever we talk about land use. And almost every meeting, we come in here and we do a rezoning. And I think, you know, that's what I mentioned last year about us, you know, I guess looking at this again. 
and I'm just worried about those particular portions whenever we talk about economic development, then also when we're talking about the housing. And it goes back to uh, uh, a statement that uh, Commissioner Thrift said back on, I think that was on page two or three, mm -hmm. when we're talking about population. And <clears throat> I see what it is now. And of course, you know, uh, no one could really, you know, project the future. But one thing I do know, these numbers are going to be changed. Not just for Liberty County, for Bryan County, Bullock, and everyone else around this community. Uh, because the Hyundai plan alone, I, I don't know if, if that was even put in consideration when these numbers were tallied, but I could tell you the Hyundai plan alone is going to bring this the population in this particular area up a lot. And not just that plant, but all the other subsidy plants around it. So again, we're, we're looking at, at and, and I understand what Commissioner Thrift was just saying, like, you know, you know, looking at Bullock County, Glenn County, and also Bryan County. But these numbers are going to change, and it's up to us to be ready and prepared from the infrastructure to, to the land use, to the economic development, and also the housing. And if we focus on those, we could have great growth here. And we could also be able to provide a lot more things for our citizens. So I, I just want us all to be aware and prepared that this is not just a sheet of paper. This is something that we need to really take take a, a grip on and move forward with this, because this, this is going to be really, really important for uh, the future of our, our county. So I just wanted to make sure that we all was on the same page with that, because housing and economic <coughs> development and I understand, you know, the broadband, we're working on that. I, I don't know, you all are pretty good on, on the west side. Canucci has not as far as electric company, but we have it out there with bright speed. Okay. And Xfinity okay. offers that. Right, right, because that, even when you talk about economic development, mm -hmm. everything or, or moves. You, yeah, some folks go out of that and purchase their own. Starlink is available. A lot of folks are having right. that. Right, so that there are some options out there. Oh, yeah. definitely. But there are some underserved areas of the county that, that uh, we need to have <coughs> done, <coughs> not that, Absolutely. So, okay. And one thing about this, Commissioner Frazier, as you very well know, this, this plan belongs to the county, the municipalities, and to the local public. So everybody will have input right. to this. So everybody will get a chance to, to chime in and, and speak to whether it be housing or broadband, transit, all those pieces. So. Once Jeff takes a show on the road, it, it will be at everybody's disposal to, and hopefully everybody will feel the necessity to, to chime in and to participate right, in the process. Right, right. Because I mean, all, every last one of these is very vital mm -hmm. to to you know moving this county in the right direction. Yeah. So I just want us to make sure that that we move this in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I'm fully aware of what you say. Mr. Chairman, I I'm just, glad you are. I had a question. I want to just make sure that we do have a benchmark, whereas the last 10 years that we were able to accomplish some things that were in this comprehensive plan. Is that correct? Yes. And we, then we, we plan for the next 10 years, and then that may mm -hmm. rotate off when we plan. That's right. Okay. Well, kind of like having a report card. That's a good That's, idea. Yeah, 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 because yeah. sometimes you don't realize what you've done. That's exactly oh, what you haven't done. We, yes, right. we think of things we haven't. We yeah. never look at the positive, yeah. reminded yeah. of mm -hmm. what yeah. we did. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that's working that's well. Mm -hmm. Good concept. Well, this this thing has a, a 20 year horizon for the for the big general part, but each government, you and each city, has mm -hmm. has a five year work plan as part of this, and you've got to go and assess what you've got done in the past five years, and put together your plans for the next five years. Okay, so, so that's something that you and and the chairman and the municipalities right. will review and see what we've done. Okay. That's right. And we have to do that with every city. So there'll be meetings with each city and with the, with the county staff and we'll be bringing that to you with a little report card of what you got done and what okay. you need to do. Right. Good. good. All right, if we can uh, go to the Liberty County Comp Plan requirements. Um, are, you, are you with me, Michael? Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Uh, we've got the community goals. That's just a general vision statement. We'll be revisiting that. There's one in here, but we'll be revisiting that be putting down some some policies and objectives and that'll be the result of a number of meetings that we'll be having over the next year and a half and then we'll be identifying our needs and opportunities and then we'll be doing that community work program that I was just talking about Miss uh, Thrift to uh, where you do the report card of what you've gotten done and what you're going to do for what you're going to try to do for the next five years so if you flip over to the next page we've kind of covered these elements here so I won't linger on that if you'll go on down to the next one, uh, additional documents of importance. It's got a, a map there of the city of Flemington. That's just an example. There's, we have these community character area maps uh, for every area of the county. And you'll recall back uh, about a year ago when we were updating the plan for the islands and the coast area, we referred to these uh, character area maps. So we're going to be taking another look at those and updating those because they do help us when we're trying to plan and accommodate for new development to consider the existing character that's in the area. So just wanted to point out that we will be revisiting <coughs> those. Uh, if you go to the local government requirements, which is the next step there, we're, we're trying to have two public hearings. We're, we're checking off one of those tonight. You got to have one at the inception. And because we're a joint comprehensive plan, we don't have to have eight of these and have one in Hinesville and Walterville and Flemington. The state law allows us to have one plan at the Board of Commissioners, and we're so we're taking care of that tonight. We've advertised it, and we're going to accept public comments in just a few minutes. And then about 18 months from now, uh, middle of next year, we will have this plan together, and we'll have another public hearing at the end to give people uh, a chance. At that time, there'll be some meat on these bones, and there'll actually be some, some tangible goals and objectives and, and uh, of these all, all these elements, and we'll give people to react chance to react and comment on uh, the plan that's been created. Uh, just some other things that are required by the state law. We're required to look at the environmental planning criteria and the coastal water plan. Mr. Fraser, the, the, uh, the water thing is probably going to be one of the most critical issues for economic development and housing. So we definitely have to look at that and consider that if, if we're going to continue to grow. And then adoption of the comprehensive plan, which will come late next year. The Water Resource Council. Mm-hmm. They're working. Correct. Trent's on the Water Resource Council. The Tenor Committee. Too, right? <clears throat> the Water Resource Council. Yeah. 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 But the yeah. other committee, we, we haven't met in a while. So, I mean. The other. Yeah. I mean, the, the reason behind that was because, you know, during that time, it wasn't a lot going on, yeah. but I, I think water is the forefront oh, right yeah. now, so I, yeah. I don't know if we need to yeah. start having those meetings again or not. Uh, 
might be good for Trent because I know Jeff's in that loop, but it might be good for Trent to just give a quick overview of what the technical committee's working on, the water resource, when you, you can do it, well, I mean, when your report's up. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can, yeah, there's some major water planning going on right now on, on the Hinesville end and on the east oh, yeah. end to ensure that we have future water capacity yes. in, in both areas. I mean, some, heard, some good stuff. Right. Good right. Stuff. Heard, but, I mean, it's true. <laughs> Um, Jeff, kind of like uh, Commissioner Fred, now go back to the um, the character, the, the map that talks about the character. Here's, here's what I was thinking. Um, what happens, how, how does that work? Uh, suppose, uh, if I pick on Commissioner Fred again, I want to have a certain character for Gum Ranch. And, and, I'm, and, and I'm saying this, and I'm also recalling and watching the news lately of Effingham County, what they're going through. Uh, so we, we decide a certain character, and then a large landowner gets offered a lot of money mm -hmm. for a large acreage that he wants to sell for something else. So how do we, we and, and I know we generally say we can't tell people to do with their property, mm -hmm. so how do you balance that? How, how does that work out? Well, through you the just, zoning, through the zoning, you, you do have some influence over what people can do with their property. Yeah. And like we had to work this out with the um, the plan amendment we did earlier this year when we had some big industrial folks that wanted to come in and propose industrial development, and you were able to put in some stipulations that they had to have some buffers to mm -hmm. not disrupt the character of the surrounding areas that where people were living and had had some neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And one of the representatives got a, 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 a family that had large farmlands, and they were wanting to sell their land. And, the, and the, well, I guess the same kind of thing. Then, and the neighbors were not wanting industrial to be right upon them. But the guy was saying, hey, this is our land, and my family has agreed. And obviously they had offers they didn't want to refuse, <clears throat> kind of thing. So I know even though you you um, map out the charity area, there could be a time when that has to be, you know, you, thank you for saying that, reviewed and another decision made because things can change. Yeah. I mean, this enables you to kind of, you know, you take stock in what's there and you can put some conditions on there. if. If it's the will of the community to have uh, additional development, you put some conditions on there so that they're not going to be detrimental to what's already there. Okay. All right. Okay. Jeff, this is going to be like the same procedure that we went through last year on the East End. Yes, but hopefully not as charged as it was then. <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll be a little more proactive this time instead of reacting yeah. to something that's uh, in the environment. It's much, it's much better when we can be proactive instead of reactive. Okay, if y'all bear with me, if we'll go back to uh, the programs linked to qualified local governments. He's there. Okay. Uh, just the state of Georgia requires that, you, that we do this plan, and in order to be eligible for any of these programs that you see on this list here, you have to have a qualified comprehensive plan that's been adopted and I'll just point out a couple of things that you have used in the past I know you've used the CDBG program to uh, do some infrastructure improvements I think you probably have used the Environmental Finance Authority to finance some of your water projects so these are things that the state has it's kind of a that's tied to having a comprehensive plan so I just wanted to point that out that uh, there's a lot of important uh, financial pieces here that are contingent upon you having a plan so if you flip over to the next page, uh, just to kind of give you an overall schedule, I'll put this little picture of a calendar here, but if you flip over to the next page, uh, January 2024 is where we are now. We're having this hearing that's required. Uh, between now and next January, we're going to be having 12 community planning meetings out in the community in each of your districts, and we'll be uh, 
inviting you and, and urging you to come to the meeting so that uh, it, it really helps our, enhances our process. If you can come to the meetings that we have in your area, it, it, it just kind of ensures people that, you know, the county is there. It's not just the planners that are coming around doing this, but the county is there listening to you. Um, and then beginning in October through April, we're going to be bringing in some additional help to kind of write this 250-page document that I showed you. We're going to bring bringing in the CRC staff. Uh, you met some of them at the countywide workshop that we had. We're going to have them working on kind of putting together the technical document, but our staff is going to be uh, staffing the meetings that we have throughout the county. And then uh, by next spring, February, uh, May to June, we'll be taking this through the Planning Commission and the formal process and then bringing it back to you and all the other cities for uh, final consideration and adoption. So if you flip over to the next page, uh, this might give you some flashbacks to last year. This is a photograph that we took at uh, the meetings that we had a year ago when we were updating the, uh, the island's uh, coast uh, section of our uh, future land use map. And we'll be doing these similar kind of meetings in all the other areas of the county, very similar format to what we had there, hopefully a little bit more proactive. If you flip over to the next page, you'll see our 12 communities. You can see each one. We're going to be having a meeting in each one of these pieces of that Liberty County puzzle. And we're going to probably have most of the meetings in the pl same places that we had last time because they were, those were all pretty good meeting places. But there are a few places that we're probably going to have to find new meeting places to accommodate the, the, um, the, the crowds and the, the audiovisual that we'll need. So anyway, uh, if you'll turn over to the next page, you can see we've already kind of mapped this out as far as the schedule. We've already uh, scheduled the first meeting for uh, the Flemington area on the 20, 26th of next month at the Flemington Performing Arts Center. That's a good space with plenty of room, got a marquee sign that we can kind of catch people's attention. So that's the first meeting, and then we'll be having meetings monthly as we go around the county. You can see when we'll be... Uh, meeting in the other areas. We don't have those those dates nailed down yet, but uh, I'd welcome any input that you have about uh, a meeting place for any of these places if you think there's a, a superior place in, in your area for a meeting. But anyway, uh, that's it. Uh, other than that, next next slide is, is the questions. And again, Chairman, we have we have advertised this as a public hearing. I don't see a whole lot of public here, but uh, maybe there'll be some comments on Facebook or something. But anyway, uh, we, in order to um, meet the requirements of the state law, we do need to have this public hearing. Mr. Okay. Chairman, also, uh, Mr. Rickerson, when you have it, like in each <clears throat> district, will you let us know? Oh, absolutely. Email staff members. Yeah. Absolutely. Email the commissioner. Or yes. Okay, thank you. Can you go back to that slide, Michael, please. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you'll need uh, some assistance with, with a hosting place. Yes, the, um, we, we've nailed down the Performing Arts Center for the Flemington meeting that we're going to have next month. But beyond that, uh, like in, in Flemington, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, Fleming, I think that's Mr. Jones's district. We were kind of looking, uh, talking about the uh, Fleming Baptist Church. That's a big building in that area. Talk about uh, approaching them. But if, if you got another place that might be suitable, that's a place where we don't have a whole lot of public facilities. So we're going to have to rely on a mm -hmm. church or, or place like that can accommodate a crowd. We try to have them in public facilities as much as we can, but sometimes we have to rely on churches or some other place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you got any suggestions about a meeting place, I would I would certainly welcome that as we go through. Yeah, Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Just like if you go back and look at McIntosh and Homestown, mm -hmm. probably be like St. James facility. Yep, that's a good Homestown, one. Homestown, Riceburg could be the Riceburg gym. Right. Midway could be the complex. Right. 
Waterville, which I represent. Waterville, we did the uh, the career center last time. That was a that turned out to be a pretty good meeting. Career okay. And also Allenhurst. Couldn't you combine those two together, Waterville and Allenhurst? We could. That that would be a. What I'm looking at. And then we got the Sunbury, Arlington Highway, which would be the. We're saving that to last because we've been there very recently, so we'll probably do that in January of next year. Okay. And uh, Commissioner um, Stevens, I hear you. You're right as far as the proximity. You might would combine Waterville and Alhurst, but I would ask to respect your mayor's. Right. Um, I mean, we would definitely have a, a separate a separate plan for each one, but we for for right. efficiency, yeah. we could have one yeah. meeting to accommodate both. Yeah, because. Um, now, um, you advertise this. Yes, sir. And, and we don't have a room full of people. So either it's timing or something. So how do we better commission, help them get the word out um, to the various communities so that when these hearings are held, people will show up? Um, was it on our website also, um, Jerry, do you know? I don't know. Uh, I'm making a note to make sure it is. Yeah, we need to put it on, make sure all the Municipalities put it on their websites yeah, for sure. And of course, I think Patrick's here, and he, yeah, so he'll mm -hmm. he'll do his part with the uh, right. courier. Right. Uh, if you maybe reach out to Leah with the chamber, mm -hmm. um, to help you use their website for people generally go there for events. Right. Um, last last go round, we had uh, it ranged from you know, as low as. I think there was one meeting that we had about six people, and then we had one meeting. The coast is always the best attended. Like the, that was one of the meetings, one of the best attended meetings that we had last time. We had it at the same place where we had the one a year ago, mm -hmm. and we probably had about 50 people then. And that was a much more proactive meeting then mm -hmm. than we had last year. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you know, we've had any a range of anywhere from six people to 50 people, and um, generally we get about you know, 15 or 20. That's that's okay. kind of the average that we get. All right, but let's certainly use the various cities' websites in the chamber, okay. county. And more importantly, social yeah. media. Yeah. And then also, I, I think that uh, if we explain to them the yeah. importance of, of this, yeah. a, a lot of people don't yeah. really know what this plan really is and, and how it really affects our community. So I, I think it's more of an educational standpoint to let them know what it is yeah. that we're doing. That's and again, you know, yeah. even at these meetings, if, if we could have it where, you know, it's televised on social media or something, I think that could work as well. Okay. Get the Board of Ed to participate. Yeah. Patrick Underwood, people like that. Yeah. Okay. All right, sir. Um, at this time, we will entertain <laughs> any public comment that we, that we may have for the... <laughs> Just walk out with plane. Thank you. At this time, motion to close the public hearing and go, go back in the regular session. Yeah. I'm sorry. Could we get Jeff just highlight about the, just slightly about the meeting on yesterday? Yes. Let's come out of hearing and then we'll do that. Okay. 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 Come out of public hearing. So moved. Second. All in favor? All right. Now, uh, Commissioner Stevenson, just a highlight of yesterday's transportation planning meeting. Thank you. Uh, yes, the uh, transportation planning meeting that we had yesterday was one of about uh, 
four or five stakeholder meetings that we're going to have similar to that. Uh, first, that was just a kickoff meeting yesterday to get some general input, but uh, the next meetings that we have will be, the, the consultants will be bringing you some more information to react to and, and get your feelings about that kind of stuff. But um, we, it's, I, I think it's historic, yesterday was kind of a historic moment we had for a, for a planning committee, planning meeting of that kind. This first time we've had all seven of our cities and the county represented there. We were well represented, and I couldn't have been happier with the way that turned out. So we had some, we got some good input, and if we can get that committee, keep that committee engaged over the next year, we'll have some very good input for the comprehensive plan for the transportation planning of that. And we've got a, we, you know, the LCPC has been around for about 20 years, and the main reason why we were set up was to, to do the transportation planning part of it. So uh, we've got a, we've got a good committee structure set up to do that and that meeting that we had yesterday certainly uh, will help us get that done over the next year right. thank you sir it was well attended it was good to see everybody around the table thank you uh, commission I remind you again um, and, and they're, they're both tied together transportation planning as well as TS plus so you know um, uh, working with our engineer we have I think our list is pretty current but you might want to review your list of projects in your area, so in case you want to make some changes, now's the time to start talking about that. All right. Mr. Long, while you're coming, uh, yesterday the thing that came <clears throat> to a forefront was we've done a lot of work already, and uh, Rachel has to explain that. So those projects have already been prioritized, uh, so they are there. So if you want to make any changes, you can, but just know that you've changed the whole rotation, and of course, nothing can be done without funding. So, so. Um, but it's, it's best to have a wish list and no list at all. So, I agree. It was uh, one of the most productive meetings we've had in a long time as yeah. far as that goes. And yeah. one of the things we did is make sure that uh, a lot of the studies that you've had done for the last couple of years that thought Jeff probably already had them, but we sent them to him again. We sent them to Rachel so that they can get passed on to the consultants uh, for like our I-95 interchange, what we have on the Islands Highway some of the stuff we've got going on, uh, Barrington Ferry and just things like that, so that we want them to have our current information. Uh, we actually sent stuff for the uh, Highway 84 corridor there from uh, I-95 to Charlie Butler Road, where we got a lot of growth coming in that area as well. So, you know, we're trying to make sure that things we know about that they know about as well, so they can get incorporated. Um, and I'll try to stay away from the uh, the meetings. That way they don't turn long like the one did last year. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that way I can keep them short for you. I'll just not be there. Um, so I have my status report. I'll try to, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about first uh, what Mr. Brown asked me to talk to you about on the water plan uh, so you kind of know what's going on. Uh, we have uh, a group of four engineers that do a lot of the work around here along with LCDA uh, trying to pull uh, some plans together for the water system. Uh, right now we have a draft of the immediate plan that kind of will take care of our 10-year needs on the east end. Um, what we're doing there is basically we have gone through, looked at uh, what everybody has on the east end, what our needs are, um, how much water we think we need, uh, looked at it. You know, what do we need in two years? What do we need in five years? What do we need in 10 years? And, you know, we didn't go too much above 10 years right now because EPD doesn't really, when you're going to them, they don't really consider what's happening 20, 30 years out. But our need in the next 10 years is great. 
Um, so what we've tried to do is make recommendations on how to solve the water problem in the east end, how to solve the sewer problem on the east end. Uh, we also have some stuff going on for the Hinesville, Walterville, Flemington uh, area. What's going on there? We'll eventually be incorporating some areas around Gum Branch of, of how we're going to get water out to those areas as well. Um, but that's all kind of coming together. Uh, we actually had a meeting this morning. Um, we're going to have another workshop in two weeks or three weeks. Um, some state revolving fund uh, applications are due the end of this month. Uh, so some of them are kind of working on getting those together for Riceboro and Midway and for the development authority. So kind of tied up getting them, getting those finished. That information will then be incorporated into uh, the plan as well. So um, I didn't say it's Paul Simonton is working for City of Hinesville, Walterville, Riceboro. Um, we have uh, Marcus Sack helping us from Emmy Sack, uh, Chris Stovall from the Development Authority, and Carmen from the Development Authority has been helping us as well. So, but that's coming along well. Um, so we should have something draft for you to see sometime soon. But that is going on. All right, so I was a little long-winded on that. So, uh, Trent. Somebody you said was helping on the, the development authority? Chris Stovall. Chris Stovall with the... He works with Thomas and Hutton Engineer. He's the development authority's engineer. engineer. Marcus Sack. Marcus Sack doesn't represent uh, everybody. He does represent the city of Flemington. Um, and he's also kind of, he's been involved with a lot of our water and sewer around here. So he's got a depth of knowledge that really helps us out. And the reason why I asked that, I thought, is Marcus on the board, the development authority? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is on the development authority board. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. But the Thompson Hutchinson is our engineering firm, not Marco. He's just on the board for development. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Highway 17 Barrington Ferry Roundabout. Uh, that's coming along good. I have not forgotten to send out copies of those for you. We had um, some changes that we wanted to make that the design team asked us. Uh, we were trying to get those finished up. Uh, we had a few conversations and wanted a couple of different changes, so I'm in the process of making those. I hope by next Friday I send that out to everybody. When do you see in the future that we could possibly put together a meeting with the crossroad community yes, right there, at least the, the uh, two churches and the store? Yes, sir. Uh, so... Um, Yes, we have kind of a schedule. I don't remember the date on that, but that's going to be part of our public hearings that we have to do as part of this project that's part of the DOT process. Um, what we have to do is go through a little bit more of the concept plan development process with the Department of Transportation. Once we have uh, some of those plans a little vetted, uh, then we'll have public hearing open houses where everybody can come in and uh, say, hey, we like this, no, we don't like this. And you know that way, by then we'll have been through all the environmental hurdles, because uh, we're we have stuff that's going to ship out now. We have uh, archaeological things, uh, we have wetlands and environmental issues. Everything is there, and right now everything we're doing is clear of all the environmental issues, historical, archaeological, um, 
and actually we've had you know the, the report sent out to the um, historical society in Midway we got comments back uh, Phil Odom wrote those um, so we're well along the process of doing that now we're ahead of the schedule that DOT published yeah. uh, for that so um, we're hoping to be able to at some point advance that with the Department of Transportation um, but we're not slowing down but that day I don't have a time not at a point where I can say here's the day we're going to do that but we will be having one and it is a requirement to have one hope that makes sense mm -hmm. okay um, Will Cemetery Road still hadn't heard um, we have one piece of property left yes. to be able to, to do that. Um, the sidewalks on Elm Street. Um, what's, what's going on with that? All right, so the materials. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. I, no, I, no, that's I, good. I know we already talked, but go ahead. No, we already talked, right. but um, I had been texting my contractor most during the day, day and I had not heard from him when I talked to you. Hmm. He sent me a text while I was sitting right there that the materials are slated to be delivered the second week in February. Okay. So they'll be starting at the same time that the materials get delivered. So what we'll be doing on or around January 31st, we'll be putting out the the letters. The letters. Thank you. Yeah. So we don't want to. I don't want to put it out like a month in advance, and then right. everybody's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Put it out there about a week. That way it's fresh for everybody. Uh, we'll mail them out to the homeowners, and we hang them on the doors. Okay. Oh, so both. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, because some of them are renters. Yeah. So, and you know, they won't get it if I just mail it. Absolutely. So, Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, water system, Lewis Fraser Road, uh, that project's substantially complete. Uh, looks good. Uh, it's doing great. Uh, Mr. Brown had asked me for some data to get our money back from the uh, grant. So um, I have Keith putting that together for you tomorrow. Hopefully you'll have it by Monday. Um, water system west of the railroads. Um, I've got Lamar Tillman helping me with easements. Uh, we had quite a few of them uh, respond, but I have quite a few that are not responding or we're not getting the right address and things like that. So uh, Lamar had Tillman, and everybody probably remembers Lamar. Uh, he's really doing a good job reaching out and talking to people, and he's had several conversations. Did we have this? We didn't have this kind of problem when we first started off with the water system. Well, your ears no. were burning. So where, where the problem came in was that section of Highway 84 is limited access right-of-way. And the limited access right-of-way stops about where the uh, 196 cutoff is. Oh. And so we had it all designed to be inside the right-of-way, just like what we did between the overpass in Midway and Bill Carter Road. We can be in the right-of-way there, but we can't be in the right-of-way on this section. Let me ask you to put one thing in consideration. Where some of the fire hydrants are at uh -huh. on the first go-round, they're going to be hard as a devil to get to if you really need them. <laughs> they're on the back side of the ditch. Unfortunately, they're going to end up being there again. And if the ditch is full of water, Firefighters <laughs> gonna have to swim to the, the water. To me, yes, that does not. 
Yes, sir. Unfortunately, um, the, the way the, the Department of Transportation manages a lot of this stuff, um, I'm going to be outside the right-of-way and I'm not going to be able to put it in the right-of-way. So my fire hydrant is going to be right on the right-of-way, at the line of the right-of-way inside the easement. So that means it's going to be on the back side of that ditch. I wish there was. I wish that I didn't have that answer for you, but that's that's the truth. So, all right. Yeah, some of them is it get a little wet getting over there. All right. So, uh, Middle Park Fire Station is moving along. Um, Limerick Road. We're waiting on the contractor. He is in liquidated damages now. Um, we have noticed. We have notified him. Uh, we did request that he uh, respond. Um, he did respond that they would be finished by the end of this month. So uh, we're allowing him the time to finish the end of this month. But he is in liquidated damages. Um, but he is. Yes, sir. And he's been notified of that. I like to know how much we gonna. It's four hundred dollars a day. All right, Islands Highway. Uh, we've had uh, meetings today, actually, with uh, all of our environmental and historical consultants. That's moving along pretty well. Um, so there should be coming close to wrapping up everything this spring. Um, so we'll be in some hard design and moving along with that project. Um, Claudia Lane Water System Extension. Um, I know this is in Geary's district. Uh, we did take bids on it. Um, the lowest bid was Palm Coast Utilities with a bid of $334,770. Now, one thing I did do is going down the edge of Claudia Lane. Uh, we have a lot of stone and things in there that we've put over the years. As we go through that construction, we're going to have to replace a lot of the stone. So I have an optional item included in that proposal for replacing the stone on Claudia Lane as we need it. So that total amount is basically $65,520. Now, we're probably not going to use all of that. Uh, we, we will use some, but we're not going to use all of it. But I've got enough to cover us so that I don't end up with a coming back to you guys for a big change order. Um, so I did want you to know that when you saw the price that we're not going to pay that much when we get done. So what we'd like to do is recommend to you that you enter a contract with Palm Coast Utilities for $334,770 even, um, and I gave you a copy of the bid tabulation. Now, one guy on here had some real bad mathematical mistakes. Um, even if he didn't have his mathematical mistakes, he was still the third bidder. So yeah, $22 million for that job is not really the right way to do it. But you know, it is a unit price contract and the unit price governs. So we had to show it the correct way. Um, also let you know, Palm Coast is the contractor that did the Lewis Fraser Road project. Um, and he's done a fabulous job for us. Looks good. Kept it uh, cleaned as he went, grassed it as he went. 
Um, I think he'll do a good job of keeping the residents happy in there as he goes through as well. Got one issue, and it's not the Grassen Company, but we've got a Logan Company coming out right now, right in front of Warsaw Road. <coughs> where the grass was trying to grow at right now, they're just destroying it all together. So I don't know how you count that. So now that'll be, now, I'm gonna come back to that in a minute. That's, that's part of our Bill Carter Road project? Yes. And so that's not part of the Claudia Lane I'm water sorry. system? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and, and I'll come back to that in just a minute, if you don't mind. I've, I've got an answer on that, too. Um, because I rode by and saw the same thing Wednesday. So I'll come back to that. Okay, I'm sorry. But just need a motion from you guys to award the contract. Actually, if we could, Trent and I need to get together and look at funding for that. Okay. Uh, so mm -hmm. if we can get you to hold off February. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. There's no commission to gilded in the hole. Um, <laughs> I, I want to make sure you got the money to pay the contract. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I had a question. Mr. Long, how about Mary Todd Road? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I've got right-of-way plats for you. Uh-huh. And I've uh, got to reach out and get um, started securing some right-of-way through there. Okay. And I'm going to get Lamar to help me with that as well. Okay. Or if you will, don't mind, uh, put it on the our monthly report. I can do that. Keep me posted. Mm -hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bill Carter Road. Um, our contractor on that is Platinum Paving. They did a, a really good job. Don't, we're holding, uh, right now, we're still holding $100,000 from them because they haven't requested their retainage. They are eligible for their retainage, but they have a 300-foot strip of grass that's four <coughs> feet wide that hadn't taken hold yet. I mean, it's just bare dirt. Um, and fortunately, uh, one of the property owners is timbering his property right there uh, across the street from Waltire Road. And where he's coming in and out is right on top of that section of dirt that uh, is not growing grass. So uh, we are holding our contractor responsible for the areas that he's responsible for. We'll be working with that property owner when they get finished with the timbering operation that that uh, get regrassed and whatever shoulder damage they've got is taken care of. So, but yes, sir, we're, I saw the same thing. Okay. I was successful no longer than I expected to be. Yeah, because we, we have some questions for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I hope uh, everyone has a wonderful evening. In the future, can you send this board a list of all contractors that have projects going on with Liberty County, where they're at, are they in the stage of liquidation, or what? I do, the ones that I'm managing, Right. I do have that, and I do, those are included every month. So, uh, right no, now, no, but- by, by, just like you said, the one with uh, the water system. Mm -hmm where they're at with liquidation so that we'll know. Yes, sir. So Palm Coast, he's substantially complete. He completed it within time. So usually I don't put it, if he's out of time, right. or if he's within his time frame, 
I don't say that. Usually I'll tell you what the contractor's name was, what his contract price is, and you'll see it kind of like in the first sentence of a lot of these, of who it is and what's going on. So like if you look at the one for Elm, yeah, contract Flindale Construction, contract amount is $463,953. $463,953, and I'll tell you when the contract start date is, and a lot of times I'll tell you where the contract end date is. Right. Uh, so that way you kind of see where they are. One last question. One last question. Mm -hmm. Can you give me just in 10 words an update on uh, the Peacock Bridge? On the Peacock Bridge. So my understanding, they are in right-of-way acquisition. And as soon as they get finished with right-of-way acquisition, then they'll be able to let that project. Mr. Chair, just, just real quick, too. Uh, Mr. Long, I thought I saw that earlier. When it, it was talking about the contract, and it was talking about the, uh, the MWBE participation, and one of them fell short. Which one are we Where talking about? Where did I read that at? But, but again, I, I guess I'm just bringing this up again for, yeah, it was Palm Coast. It was talking about the uh, the participation. And it said, will the MWBE goals be met by project completion? And the answer was no. Which project, which report is that on? When that was sent to us, so it's Palm Coast. So it's oh, I guess that's the Lewis Fraser uh, water system. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, um, he had a couple of uh, in his MWBE requirements. Mm -hmm. um, he, I need to go back and refresh my memory on that. All right. If the the uh, most all the stuff that he did for that project is self-performed. So you know he did all his grass and all his installation and those items, and so he went through some of the processes when we uh, went through the bidding process with him, where he was self-performing, and he was kind of lower on the the availability to do that. Right. I mean, I I, I get it, uh, but but looking at the top of this, it's saying that the the total contract was what, like 1.6? Yes. Now we cut it. We cut it back down to 1.2 or 1.3. Right. But but the point that I'm I'm getting at is even whenever you're looking at this, it's saying that the the total dollar spent for NWB was 37,000. Again, my fellow commissioners, that's a problem, and we have to fix it. We've been talking about this for years. And every time you come in front of me, Trent, I ask the same question. You do? Every time. And I don't know what we need to do, but something has to happen. There, there's, there's no reason why a project of, of that size only get that much of participation from a minority-owned business or women-owned business. We got to fix that. I don't know how we need to do it, but we have to fix it because it's happening over and over and over again. So, and if we don't have those 
contractors here, we need to find them. And we need to do whatever we can to make sure that that uh, they get some of that pie. Because 37000 on a 1.2. Small amount. The math ain't mathing. I understand. Right, appreciate you, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, County Attorney. Happy New Year. I understand that the board had questions about uh, Commissioner Fraser's proposal regarding. Oh, that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. Oh, I understand it. Yeah. Man. Oh. Do I have any questions? I, I know. I think the last time we spoke, I thought it was um, discussed that a committee would be formed. Oh, we're talking it, about economic development, right? right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, Sorry, well, you probably have more than one proposal. But. <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah, we're talking about economic. Well, uh, last time, I guess our last meeting, I, I asked if any other commissioners wanted to be a part of the subcommittee, and okay. no one said they wanted to be a part. So I guess so. You I'll, I'll I, be on the committee. Absolutely. I sure. guess it's just you and I. So I guess we, we're uh, schedule a term. I could come see, and then, sure. then we'll bring something back to to the board. I guess, Mr. Chair. Is that yes, how it's going to roll? Yeah, I, don't well, know. I thought the chairman had made a suggestion to go back to include Hinesville and yeah. then come back. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know you were coming yeah. to talk about that tonight. I didn't know. That. I was here just to answer any questions you might have. That was my understanding. Yeah. Yes, sir. So we, we could ask him to be on the mid-month agenda to to come talk about economic development. We, we can defer we can my defer. appearance until there we have we yeah. more time to discuss it and explore it. That's fine. Just let me know when and where. I think the two that had the biggest, some of the biggest questions is not here tonight. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're right. I made my suggestion that you consider Hinesville. So I, yeah. 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 I consider it. Yeah. And and also, I guess the update. I have reached out to the new mayor. To the, to the new mayor. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Absolutely. So Gunbridge. Yeah. I was just waiting on her to get sworn in. Okay. I think she I got sworn in there, right? Mm -hmm. Like today or something? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Just give me a call, Commissioner. Yes, Absolutely. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, folks. If you can Thank stay you. around a few minutes, I appreciate it. Though. Sure. Yes, we do. Okay. All right. Which item? Um, let's see. Can, uh, who's going to do the qualifying fees? Is that just well, us? We were, right? We were? Okay. Um, Commissioner, do you mind if I move that up on the agenda? Okay. Motion. I don't think we need to, need yeah, because no. I got Ms. Rhonda here, too, in case there's something else. Okay. <laughs> Whoever's going to present. Okay. I can. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. Yes, sir. So, so in accordance with, with the proper statutes that outline uh, the setting and qualifying fees uh, by a certain date for the upcoming election, you have those before you. Uh, they are all geared towards uh, the growth salary earned in those positions in the immediate preceding year plus any supplements uh, and set by statute. So we would just need a motion to accept these fees for these offices of judge of probate court, clerk of court, sheriff, tax commissioner, chief magistrate, coroner, solicitor of state court, judge of state court, Liberty Annie Commissioners District 456, Liberty Annie Commission Chairman, and Board of Education Districts 123. And we can do that in one motion. These will be advertised, uh, and then Ms. Rhonda will have them when qualifying begins. Yeah, I'll make that motion. I'll retain it. I second it. Yeah. Any further discussion? All in favor, show hands, please. Uh, Ms. Rhonda, you come, please. 
Good evening, everyone. You got a full schedule ahead, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, full schedule ahead. Um, we have the presidential preference uh, beginning on March. Well, the actual uh, advanced poll in person starts on February 19th, which is a holiday. It's the presidential uh, president's day. Um, yes, the offices are closed, but because there are federal names on the ballot, we have to be open. Uh, that was what we were told in the conference this last time. So we will not be closed on that holiday. We will be open. Mm. So we start on that day. We have two Saturday voting days, mandatory. And on that third week of the advance in person, we have qualifying for the upcoming primary, May primaries. So it's uh, full speed ahead right now. <laughs> we all are probably expecting runoffs, um, but prayerfully, we don't have any. <laughs> but other than that, we are ready to go. We will be ready to go. Your precincts will remain the same? At this point, yes. Well, okay. We won't do any changes um, this year unless yeah. something major happens. And staffing is? Staffing, actually, we have 95% return rate this year. So I was really pleased to hear that mm -hmm. um, when we did our calls. Um, our retention now is, has been really well. Um, and I'm excited because, you know, the, the progression that we have with our staff and the people, the fact that they know everything that they remember and retaining everything for the elections, I think that's going to be a, a plus. How about the security factor? Right now, tomorrow, I have a, because I am a um, regional facilitator, we have training tomorrow with law enforcement. Um, we've asked uh, the sheriff and uh, city officials to come to our regional facility meeting, um, regional training tomorrow in Savannah. Um, Chatham County was willing to host it for us. Um, it's about 30 or 35 people. Um, because of our conference, um, the things that they sent us uh, home with, for this election, security is an issue. Um, we are warning our, our officers to be prepared this time um, for this year. The, the election cycle is, is, is extremely heightened right now. So our first and foremost, uh, my first and foremost uh, mindset is to make sure our people are safe. Um, I do plan on having um, active shooter training and CPR classes for our people. Um, we start that um, beginning on the 9th of next month or right before our early voting for our advanced in person. And at on March 9th, right before we have our election, we have active shooter training at Liberty Complex. Uh, sad to say, but you know, after 17 years, never thought I would hear this. But I want to be prepared, and I want our people to be prepared because we just don't know. Okay. And the qualifying for the uh, Liberty County delegation starts March 4th. Exactly, exactly. We all, all qualifying is from the March 4th through the 8th from 9 a.m. We end at 12 p.m. on that Friday. Um, that week we will have, everything will be separated anyway, the way I have it set up in the office. So it should not be any problem for anyone to come in and qualify. Yeah, I, I was wondering if anything going to be different uh, with the qualifying process. No, sir. Yeah. No, sir. We've uh, we've streamlined everything. I, I think whenever you all come in, I, I think you all feel. Who y'all? 
<laughs> with string, I know you've already done it, but mm -hmm. in the process, did you have any issues when you came in and qualified? I don't know. Absolutely. Exactly. I actually, it, and and I, I just wanted to make make a, a statement. Uh, first, uh, we I know I can speak for for the entire board. Uh, we definitely appreciate everything that you all do over there. Uh, we appreciate you all. We thank you. Pretty efficient. <laughs> even as a citizen, even when you go vote, it's just just really smooth. You know, you all come back with with the uh, with the numbers pretty quickly as well. And then, more importantly, uh, whenever you was talking about a retention rate with people coming mm -hmm. back, I just wanted to ask, uh, what what changed? <laughs> um, they they all know that I believe in customer service. Right. And that is the one thing I treat everyone the way I want to be treated, and that is the standard. There we go. That is the standard, even when we're voting. Um, right if we do have anyone that has an issue, we try to take care of it right away. That sounds good. Yeah, we, we like retention. And then also, Ms. Chair, I, I don't know if you all have heard about it, what the Secretary of State was thinking about doing, about... Oh, you didn't want me to bring that? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About about the runoff. That's on the news. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. in the news. Where where he's he's considering us not having any more runoffs. Uh, he started that um, last year, but right. it, you know it has to go before legislation. I, and by far. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, until it's, it's until they tell us and and set us up for what we need to be doing. Right. I don't worry about that stuff Absolutely. until it comes yeah. to us. Yeah, that, that, that was just something interesting that, mm -hmm. that, that he He's brought proposing. up. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if it's because of the financial burden. It's on, extremely on expensive to run an election. Right. We're Right now, we're still uh, calculating our the fees for the municipal election. It wasn't cheap. Yeah. Uh, and then we had a runoff, so because it was less than 1%, you have to have the runoff because of their charter. So it's nothing we could have done about it. It's, and, you know, they have to incur those fees for that city, that municipality. So My question on that is, are they paying you up? Uh, we have not settled the bill yet. So we have not even issued it out. I have a board meeting on Monday, but we are, we're, I'm working with Samantha now to make sure that we have everything in proper place before we send that out to them and I don't I don't see where it'll be an issue I guess I, I was just that that was a real interesting perspective mm -hmm. from, from my secretary of state the same no runoffs and then you know whenever you, you think about it from the financial burden of you know communities especially smaller municipalities and stuff I guess a little expensive exactly but then for us up here you know, I mean, hey, you know. Yeah. There's things hey, you all can do <laughs> on that end. Um, and, and that's what, you know, I look at it from a standpoint of with our poll workers and because they're having to deal with active shooter training and CPR training, we, right. we really need to look at increasing their pay as well. I know. So um, that will be in the, in the plan. That, that is my plan to go over with the board to see if there's something that we can do. Because I use some of those poll workers in my office year round. So that's just something to be looking forward, you know, for the future. And just like you all are looking at 
the amount of people coming to Liberty County, that's one of the things that I was saying in the CRCIPs um, that we are looking for trying to figure out what we can do with those two precincts that we don't use anymore to make them vote centers because it's, it's coming and I, I know it's coming and I just want to be proactive with that because uh, the old 5th Fleming Precinct and the Gum Branch, we were talking about creating that as a standard and trying to get some in the actual, in our county, because I have a feeling we're gonna need it. <clears throat> yes, sir. Have there been any consideration given to something I mentioned a couple of years ago and got a, a class A answer? Refresh my memory. <laughs> about creating a precinct on the east end, further and As far as Sunbury goes? Um, we thought about it, and um, they don't have the actual facilities. Um, that's not too far down, in you know, in Yellow Bluff. That's a long way. Um, we, when we did redistricting, we did try to accommodate them by changing some of those precincts to um, Liberty Complex, where they don't have to drive to Fleming East. Um, that's one of those things I looked at, um, where the right before you get to the trade post. Is the trade post center where that 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 uh, uh, clinic is? Mm -hmm. I thought about setting up a precinct right there, because that's about what five to seven miles that they would have to drive in that area. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it would work, but it's just a thought. Well, I mean, and I'll just piggyback on what the chairman said earlier when we were talking about we need to consider county services, services mm -hmm. to Correct. the people, because mm -hmm. right now, correct. If some of them come out of uh, Colonel Island and go to vote for in District 4, uh, they are traveling a total of about 18 miles. Correct. And, and again, in our redistricting process, we moved a lot of people that were at in that area, Sunbury area, to uh, the Liberty Complex. So a lot of them don't have to drive to Fleming East where they used to drive. So that helped out a little bit. But... We would love, I would love to put a precinct right there. But that is future. I, I can put it on my CIP if y'all want me to. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. But what, what, you, what you're describing, though, and I, and I thank you for doing that, is the uh, cost of doing government. Exactly. People say, what do I get for my taxes? Those are the things you get for exactly. your, yeah, mm -hmm. the exactly. cost of doing government to provide access for, mm -hmm. for people right. to, mm -hmm. to vote without driving mm -hmm. extra long distances. Yeah. Those Correct. kind of things, and, and it could be, you know, what you're talking about, fire, um, police, all those things, EMS, all those things, those, those, you know, when you start, if you make it convenient, there's a cost for it. Exactly. There's a, there's a cost for it, so. It, it was yeah. in my mindset, my thought process, because we were talking about Highway 196 and all the houses that's going out there. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to put something there. Yeah. We had something there, but, yeah. you know, it was a small precinct. Mm -hmm. But now the way the county lines are drawn, we're going to have to put something there eventually. And that was why I was trying to be proactive in it. So use that area. It's, it's enough acreage over there to make it large enough because I think those precincts, the ones that we're talking about, Gum Branch and Fleming West, mm -hmm. those precincts were there when I was a poll worker at 16, mm -hmm. and they were still being used and mm -hmm. utilized. They're old. They're not up yeah. to standard, and I just don't. I don't want to put our people there, and I don't want to put anybody in danger. Yeah. Commissioner Frazier was asking earlier about um, the justice center, those places that are part of SPLOS. 
you just identify as the news plus yes. <laughs> funded yes. item. That's where the that's how it would be covered. It yes, sir. Plus dollars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being proactive. We appreciate that. Yeah. Get, oh, thank you yeah. for helping and supporting us yeah. with everything. Um, hopefully, you'll see the the pace stay the way it's supposed to stay when you all come in to vote. Um, praying that there's no lines when you do come, and the t amount of time that they come in, it's been an average of three to five minutes. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for. Uh, the primary as well. And, yeah. and also the return time for the last election, it was real. We were complete at 727. That and that is something that we established doing um, with our assistants and our deputies that we have to bring in our memory cards right away after they run their reports. One question that was asked, I think, for the... Um, Walter by a runoff election. Mm -hmm. Early voting, you had to use both? You had to use? Yes. Yeah. So I yes. don't, help me understand Once why you, you had to use. With the laws East of End. SB 202, SB 202 created that issue. If we open up an advanced voting location, mm -hmm. we cannot close it. Mm. We cannot just decide which advanced voting location we're going to open. We have to open them all. Wow. When they made that rule, they weren't thinking about the cost. So actually, the complex was open. Yeah. Yes. But everybody. We had a few voters come down because they took the back road back. that lived in Walthyville. We did have a few, but it was, you know, I had limited um, poll workers. I didn't want to take any, you know, I wasn't trying to create an expense that wasn't necessary. No, thank you, thank you for, for doing yeah. that. Yeah. But right now, that's the law. That's the law. Yeah. Trust me, if I didn't have to open that one, I wouldn't yeah, have. I, <laughs> I, I remember uh, when, when I first got elected, uh, we knew who the President of the United States was before we knew who the Commissioner <laughs> yeah. of District 2 was. Yeah. My, my, my. Yeah. Times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Uh, Walter. We, we appreciate it. I appreciate I, you I guys. Did. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too. All right, now let's go back. Proposals of mid-coast drainage improvements. Logan, Irvine or Irvine? Irvine. Irvine. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good evening, commissioners. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'll give a little lead in. You may remember that I mentioned in one of my reports we were doing some drainage improvements at mid-coast. They're primarily related to a private hangar build that the local management board has decided to authorize. Part of the cost of that, or the whole cost of the hangar itself, is going to be borne by the private individual. Um, and then uh, the drainage that's associated with the improvements needed because of that uh, extra building will be borne by that individual also. But there was also some drainage problems we had out there that we were trying to cure. So we're going to cure these with the same process uh, that he's going to describe to you. Uh, those costs will be borne by us. So it's a separated project. Um, our cost on that project, um, probably locally, we had estimated at four hundred thousand dollars, three eighty-three something in that ballpark. Three eighties. Three eighties. Yes, sir. Uh, is what we're looking at, and that'll be funded out of the Mid Coast uh, Splash uh, line item. By the way, so there won't be anything that the entities have to pay up. But just a little bit of lead in as he starts to talk about the proposals we received for the project. Okay. Oh, I thought he was the, the private. Uh, hanger owner. At first. <laughs> oh, no. I wish. <laughs> um, 
Unfortunately, Marcus had to step out. He had somewhere to be, but um, Joey and I will be giving this presentation tonight. Uh, my name is Logan Irvin. I'm with MESAC Engineering. I'm the project manager for what we're calling MCRA drainage improvements. As Joey explained, um, the private party is interested in hangar space, interested in relocating from Chatham County and coming down to MCRA. Um, with that proposed hangar, with the structure, we're looking at drainage improvements with detention pond expansion to accommodate that hangar, utility relocation, as well as asphalt um, removal and replacement on the on the existing apron there. Um, Mr. Brown also covered the erosion issues with the existing hangar that need to be addressed. Those are fairly serious. So that's wrapped into one. It's the same pond being worked on to accommodate the new hangar and address those issues. Uh, with the utility relocation, this also allows the utilities to be re relocated in a way that allows for a future hangar on the other side of that existing hangar to easily hook up to those whenever that time does come. Um, is there any questions about the design portion of this project before I get into the RFP? I heard you say something about present erosion. Yes, sir. Can you go into more detail of what's going on? So on... Okay, I guess... Was it designed correctly in the beginning and something else created this erosion problem that you got now? It's probably partly due to a design flaw. Um, so on one corner in particular, it's the, the northeast corner of that hangar. There's no roof drains on that structure, so the water's falling, falling off and it's just it's worn out and eroded away at that corner and it's exposed the concrete footing of the hangar. And there's also a, a concrete box drainage structure right there by that corner. And it's kind of just eroding everything in between there. It's exposing the footing of the building. There's concrete pads on the back side of that hangar that are have gotten to the point where you can see underneath an end of them. And um, yeah, it's it's, essentially just eroding away at that whole corner there. What's your fix for that? We're looking at putting in a concrete splash pad to to stop that water off of the roof initially instead of that water falling down off of a 100-foot tall structure and falling straight onto the ground and causing that erosion. The splash pad would essentially take all the energy out of that and let it drain properly. Um, we're also looking at adding another drainage pipe in that area to uh, alleviate the detention pond behind the hangar there. It's possible cover. Yes. Maybe I misunderstood on this memo. Or am I looking at the right? You Okay. So we recommend... Rejection of both of the proposals? We are. Uh, and because they didn't meet the MWBE? They were, both, they were both exceeded our estimate. Okay. That we did. And um, 
after Logan and Marcus and I talked about it, looked at where those items were high, we feel like that we could <clears> probably <throat> get something that's within our estimate. But but yes, as a side note, uh, one of the brother one of the brothers one of the, <laughs> Sykes brothers did not submit any MWBE packed information at all, so they could not be considered. Of course, their bid was was in um, platinum paving mm -hmm. uh, did not meet the the minimums there either. So yeah, and the other one that was higher seems to be defaulting on one of the projects we have already that Mr. Long talked about. So maybe a good the Lord so moves in mysterious it's a good ways. Thing right now, you know, you <laughs> don't keep awarding unless mm -hmm. you can stay with what you got. So and that is our recommendation that we reject both of these that would be and uh, re repropose the project. I, I agree. Do you need a motion? Yeah, chair a motion. Make a motion that we uh, reject reject both bids for the uh, Mid Coast Regional Airport drainage improvements. Second. Motion and second. We re reject the bids that has been received for the specified reasons. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. Uh, bids are rejected. Thank you, Mr. Irving. Irving. Irvin. That's not how they say it yeah. in California. How, it's Irvine. Is, is it spelled right? It's, Irvine, it's spelled Irvine, but uh, it's pronounced Irvine. You come back to does the, does the somewhere, family, somewhere along the line, an E got put on the end. <laughs> does the family argue about that? Excuse me? Does the family argue about that? Irvine yes, they do. Yes. <laughs> hey. Thank you, sir. I can't say nothing about how you spell phrase. You're right. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Oh, man. And we're all related. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, Cora, Miss Monique Scott, I met this young lady um, several times. Um, she has, she and her team has come and set up at the 5Ks. And the more she explained about what they did, what the service they provide, I said, you need to come and introduce that. Uh, I want to thank since that time is when I heard the... Um, numbers of, uh, from the school system about the number of students that qualify for free or reduced lunch. So I know there's a, a need for her services as well as to serve that uh, demographic in Liberty County. So with that lead in, Ms. Monique, All right, take it thank away. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. And good afternoon, everybody. It's nice yeah. to meet you all. Yeah. Again, my name is Monique Scott. Um, I work with a company called CORE. It stands for Community Organized Relief Effort. So what we do is we deal with disasters in the world. So when COVID came about, we came about, we partnered up with the health department in Savannah on Eisenhower. And what we do is we provide free COVID vaccines, free flu shots and free impulse vaccines to the communities um, for free. For our COVID vaccines to be eligible, if a individual does not have insurance or if their insurance does not cover the cost of the vaccine, they can get a vaccine through CORE. Um, and after that, they will receive a $50 gift card as a thank you for keeping your community safe. Um, starting in February, the $50 is going to go up to $100. Um, on top of that, we well, give just out... Just wait in February. <clears throat> just wait in February. <laughs> <laughs> I can't <can't> remember. <laughs> um, on top of that, we give out free COVID-19 testing kits for at-home testing, free testing kits for HIV 1 and 2, where you can test yourself at home and receive your results in 20 minutes. We also give out free testing kits for STDs and STIs that test for trick, gonorrhea, syphilis, HIV-1, and HIV-2. 
where you can test yourself at home, mail it off, and get your results via email in two to five business days. Um, I just gained a new partnership where I will be giving out feminine, pro um, feminine products to the community for anyone who needs those. So that would be period packs that will consist of tampons, pads, and overnight pads. It would be um, period panties for the homeless population. It will also include adult diapers and diapers for any women or men who need diapers for their kids. It'd be diapers and wipes. Um, we also have a health outreach coordinator on site who assists individuals in the community for applying for government assistance, food stamps, TANF, WIC, and Medicaid. If they do not need those resources, she will help them find other resources within the community. We also have something new starting up this year where we're going to be starting helping with transportation. A lot of people cannot afford transportation to get to vaccine clinics, so we're going to start an Uber service uh, where we will pay for them from wherever they are to come to us to receive their vaccine. Um, in Chatham County, we're going to get with the CAT Transit um, to be able to help transport individuals as well. Um, I like to describe CORE as meeting the community needs where they are. So we go to different churches, school events, food drives. So we go to school events, we bring back the school supplies to give out to the communities dealing with the homeless population. We have hygiene kits that we give to them on top of bomba socks whenever I get that donation in from my partners to give out to the communities. So we do a wide range of things to assist the community in general. What did you say CORE stand for? Community Organized Relief Effort. <clears throat> you didn't bring us any flyers tonight, did you? I did not. I'm yeah. actually working on tweaking the flyers to okay. add all the new services that we have because I got all this information in today. But I do have my business card. If you don't mind, I can give each one of you a business card. And you can email me, and I can email you the flyer and also just email you know all of this information because I know yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. You've been you be live streamed, so tell the audience, listen to how to contact you. So you can contact me. My phone number is 478-331-5508. If you are interested in having a free vaccine clinic, we do indoor or outdoor. We have everything that we need to set up for indoor outdoor clinic. Um, or you can just reach me through my email, which is jacota.scott at corresponse.org. And that's J-U-A-K-O-T-A dot S-C-O-T-T at corresponse.org. Because uh, you get that permission to us, please. Uh, she's she's looking at two things: um, un, underserved, underserved, and uh, uninsured. Uninsured. Yeah, that's I'm going to get that right. Uh, but she's looking for places to to present. So if you all know of any places that uh, yep. events, she's looking for those opportunities to to present. So here it is. I thought, why well, have a service that's available to us uh, contracted through the health department? Am I right? Correct. Yeah, serving that purpose for the health department. Yes, I would uh, love to come down to service Liberty County. This is this lady here's on the health board. Oh wow! Yeah, she's on the health board. <laughs> she's on the health board. Yes. So when I met her once again, I said, well, "We need to get the word out on what she has to offer, so that the general community can tap into the services." I have these services, and people not know about it, and then not take advantage of it. Correct. Especially when we have that. I know now we have that demographic population in our county that needs those services. Yes. And the Uber thing, that's a great idea to give them a, a ride to. Oh, yes, yeah. a ride to and from. Yeah. So you uh, won't yeah. get stuck. Yeah. But Liberty County. And 100 bucks. All right. Man, y'all You can't beat it. <clears throat> That's $100. Yeah, yeah. Liberty, County, Liberty County is one of my most underserved communities, so I really do want to be able to come down here and service, you know, your all population, especially the homeless population as well, be able to get them some help and get them the resources that they need to get off the street. That's our biggest goal.
But we appreciate what you have to offer. We appreciate Thank you coming and presenting. And if you get those um, flyers to us, we'll help get the information out. Right. Uh, commissioners, once again, you're going to give your business cards out? Yep. Yeah, then uh, please make contact if you know someone who might want to. Thank you. I mean, I can see the uh, sororities, fraternities, all those kind of people mm -hmm. um, providing opportunities for right. churches and churches to, to come present. Right. And I, I, yeah. I can reach out to, to the. Uh, if, Monique, give me two more and we'll put them in. Uh, the uh, two commissioners who are not here. Uh, give them to Mr. Brown right there. He'll put them hand, hand to Mr. Brown right there. The uh, beauty community, you know, with the barbers yeah. and shops yeah. and the mm -hmm. hair salons. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I can reach out to them. Yeah. I know they, um, Ms. Uh, Boston just had a, um, a winter giveaway back to school rally thing. That would have been. Uh, um, January 6th. Was it January 6th? Somewhere down that time. I was there. You were yeah. there? All yeah. right. All right. <laughs> yes, I got connected. I met some of the city councilmen um, down there. So yeah. I got in contact with um, Ms. Nicole Reed and mm. Patrick Underwood. Okay. So okay. I'm going to be in contact with them. I was there. I was just in and out. But, yeah. but my barbers were there. I seen the barbers. I seen the barbers. Once again. Yes, yeah. and that is awesome. Yeah. Well, I seen them. Good. Doing it in the community. Yeah. Let's keep it going. We're trying to help you out. Thank you so much. Thank you so much Thank for coming. Uh -huh. Have you. a good one. You too. We're going to defer board appointments until we have the um, full committee to oh, do those. No, 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 no. We're not going to leave Commissioner Jones out there by himself. <laughs> no, we're going to have the full board. So I'll, 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 on the first Tuesday in February, we'll do that. <laughs> Moving right along, out of me. Remember, <laughs> understanding, George G. Unified Certification Program. <laughs> I knew y'all couldn't resist that. <laughs> I look forward to that meeting. <laughs> uh, Mr. Chairman, this is a memorandum of understanding that GDOT requires us to update periodically um, because we do mostly, well, some road projects, but mostly through the airport projects, we act as a project sponsor on those. <laughs> and so we have to certify that we are or will com continue to comply with their disadvantaged business enterprise policy uh, that we do. So this is just saying we will keep doing what we do in accordance with their guidelines. We just need a motion to approve it. For the GDOT, I would make a motion, Mr. Chairman, that we approve the Unified Certification Program. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Is there a second to that motion? Second, Mr. Motion Chairman. second, we approve the MOU, GDOT, Unified Certification Program, so we'll qualify for everything they have to offer Liberty County. Uh, any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. All right, thank you. Appointments, local impact study. Mr. Mosley. Yeah, Board of Commissioners, uh, as you're well aware, our impact fee study is underway. And one of the requirements is uh, there must be a impact fee advisory committee. And on the back are some individuals that we contacted about serving on it. Um, the Consultant said we can have as many, or the law says we can have as many as, a little as five and as many as ten, and we thought five individuals, they'll be scheduled to meet three times over the course of the study, and based on the schedule, the study is, is um, anticipated to uh, be completed somewhere in the October, November time frame. So these are the individuals that have agreed to serve, Mr. Jeff Rickerson of the uh, LCPC, uh, Ms. Lee Smiley, who's a realtor and a councilwoman, Mr. Jason Floyd, who's a banker and a council member, 
uh, Mr. Paul Zeckman, who's our chief building official, and Mr. Trevor Sachs, representing the builders, developers community. And all have been contacted and agreed to serve. So you don't need anybody from the commission board itself? The, the law says that they have to have as, as minimum as five, but as many as I'm, 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 as I'm ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a quick note. Obviously, y'all yeah. well, y'all will be involved, yeah. but this is supposed to be the users group meeting. The technical advisory committee. That, that's mm -hmm. correct. That are in certain segment of impact to the community. Mm -hmm. So, so after we create the our impact fees, this committee. It's going to be. No, they were. They will be involved so, during the development of the process. Once the y'all adopted, that committee will dissolve. Right. Yes. That's not what you're saying. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> you weren't looking up. See, I did work my hands up. Okay. They've all been contacted. They agree. Yes, sir. And agreed, sir. I heard a second. Motion is second. For discussion. All in favor. Happy to see that move along. We need those yeah, funds to do what we need to do as a county. Administrative report. In fact, I heard in the news, who else? Was it Chatham County or Savannah looking at the impact fees? Is one of the what? Savannah's the Savannah's Savannah Savannah just adopted. Yeah, no, Flemington has it already. And I'm thinking some other communities, as soon as they find out, <laughs> they will be <laughs> They'll be getting on board. Other local communities. <laughs> Uh, very first thing, we, we looked at that commission planning date. There was a conflict with some work schedules. So uh, we, we've looked at some dates now. I wanted to suggest to you, I think we had looked at that date, or a few dates on the week of the 18th of March. Um, want to suggest to you uh, maybe either the 26th, 27th, or 28th. Of March? Yes, sir. Trying to get to I'm available right now for any of those days. Preferably not with the 27th, I wouldn't do it. So 26th or 28th would be good for me. You said it's 26, 27, 28. 26, 27. So that's a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Yep. Wednesday wouldn't be good for me. The 27th. Wednesday was not good for you? No. Okay. Instead of March. Yes, sir. That uh, would be as long as y'all want to run. Now, what, 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 what was the date? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 26th, 27th, or 28th, and Commissioner Thrift has a conflict on the 27th. So really 26th, 28th. I got an 8.30 appointment in Savannah I cannot miss on the 28th. But... You must go if the show must go on. You get the 26th? 26th is good, but that, that was bad for you, right? No, 27th was bad. So Let's start with the 26th and see how, see how okay. far we get. Okay. 26th? Right. Yes. Yes, sir. Let's just see how far we can get along. We'll do it. And, it. and if you do, I have not sent out what you requested last time, which is some already pickup items. Now that you set the date, I'll go ahead and do that. And then if you'll look at that, add to whatever you want to do send me stuff for consideration. I think you'd suggest, Mr. Chairman, what we do is come back and approve a tentative agenda, say that, but mm -hmm. a tentative item list so we could be efficient with our time and uh, and decide what you want to
to address on there, so we'll come back to you. Will it be on airport? We will. I think that's the best place to do. we got some new AV stuff there. We generally started at 830. Okay. If that's okay. That's when the big jet come in. Yeah. That's when the big jet came in. That's right. Kirby, baby, Kirby. Just some updates for you real quickly on stuff because we've got a lot going on first of the year. The design for the EMS administration building, as you know, is underway. I would think that we probably would get some draft drawings on that within the next three weeks. So it's, it's moved out pretty quickly. But again, we won't go to, to bid without a proposal for that until the commission sees those drawings and says, yeah, we're ready to put them on the street. So uh, they'll be out for review for you guys. Uh, road shop, if you haven't been by there, it's progressing really, really good. Uh, they've had some weather that set them back a little bit, but a metal building, the mosquito control uh, metal building is there, the one that's for chemical storage, and they're starting to stand that up. And so they're, they're on schedule for that. In the back. That's the one in the back. In the back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But they continue to work on the floor for, to get it ready for the pour for the main shop, and I believe it should be, if weather permits, temperature may not permit, is pouring of that concrete in sections that was supposed to start this week. Probably be next week with the warmer weather. Wet. And it's cold. Yeah, so the temperature's got to mm. be up uh, for them to be able to do that. Yeah. Health department is under design, so uh, I've asked for a new updated schedule for that project from Buckley and Associates, and as soon as I get it, I'll furnish that to the board. But they've completed all the user meetings, so the next thing with that will be to produce a draft set. We'll take that to the city of Hinesville and some of the approving agencies. I always like to do that ahead of time rather than getting to a final design and then submitting it and they have comments or something they need to do on the plan. So as part of your review of the plans and everybody's review of the plans, including the health department staff and health department administration, some of the, the permitting agencies will be involved too. That just helps to streamline that process to get it on the streets uh, to do that. Uh, Miller Park Station, Trent mentioned that. We, we did encounter some other soils that were actually on on state right away so we've had to make a change order on that that's been approved and so they should be weather permitting moving on to that project that's really the last thing on that project this major uh everything else is moving along pretty good furniture's already started to come in so i would think that definitely first part of february well again weather permitting mainly water in that case that we'll be able to finish finish that coming in and Commissioner Stevens we we have looked and we'll look again at some of those sections that you talked about um, maybe sometime you and I can run by there and you, you can show me what you were that'd be well, good since you mentioned that <clears throat> I would like to invite you and the chairman for a ride along within my district one day about two and a half hours you buying lunch I'll buy you lunch. <laughs> I'm saying it publicly. I'll buy you lunch. <laughs> 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 Come along. <laughs> yeah. okay. Might need those set eyes. We'll see if we can set that up. Okay. Who's driving? Uh, I need to think about all the details. I'm going to let the good Lord drive. <laughs> 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 oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as you're aware, on the, to touch the freight connector, just a second. So it was in a whole pattern. It's designed. It's ready to go to proposal. We were waiting on funding for utility relocation. Wetland credits and stream buffer credits are two different things. Um, as you know, we worked through 
both congressional sides, House and Senate, both Senate committees are recommending funding for those items or have recommended in the federal budget. Federal budget just didn't move in yet. So um, in the meantime, with GDOT, to the tune of about a million dollars, uh, went ahead and, and got the wetland credits for us which is great because the chances of us uh, getting the full $2.5 million asking out of Congressional Committee might have happened, still could happen and be put towards a project, probably was going to be in a compromise situation where they reduced that amount. So that was definitely a big ask for us. And then today I was able to locate out of our drainage account, as a matter of fact, in Splash, the money to go ahead and buy the stream buffer credits, which is about $100,000. Uh, very important to go ahead and seal those because you have to get them from a limited number of approved wetland and stream credit banks around the state of Georgia that have to be tied to the watershed that the project is occurring in. Those stream credits uh, are escalating in costs faster than uh, the interest rate so to speak. So, uh, so we were able to do that. That's the great news. So now we're just waiting on some utility relocation funds to either for the state to find some funds that from a leftover project. Uh, but right now that project is scheduled still to let in FY24. It's on a June letting schedule. So if we get some idea on the earmarks by February, there's a chance that project still could let for construction, you know, within the next five months, which is great. All the right away is secured and everything's ready to go. So I wanted to give you that update on that. So do we need to do anything else for that or just sit back there and wait? Is nothing, there is nothing we do. We continue to have uh, monthly progress meetings with GDOT project manager on that and all the team involved. We had another one today uh, and talked about the stream credits and how to go ahead and get those purchased. So um, no, sir, we're really in a, in a holding pattern until the federal earmarks move. Trent mentioned earlier the you know, Islands Highway slash safety. I know we had made several requests to uh, Congressman too also on that. Do, do, anything new we need to do on that? Refresh that memory or? There, there's not. I was actually looking at the raise grants that were just announced uh, by GDOT. Those are regional transportation, rail and transportation grants that are available. Uh, there is a chance we could get some funds for that. Mm. We really need to get farther along in the planning stage so we can make application with some knowledge forecast to those folks with traffic levels so that the raters of those grants can go in there and say, yeah, you know, ba based on their travel demand, this is what they're what they're seeing on that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I will tell you, we had another meeting, though, uh, over at 76 involving some of the improvements that are coming down there mm -hmm. with GDOT last week, and that went very well mm -hmm. to do that. So we're going ahead and trying to f manage that path going forward with the widening or extra bridge that may be required at I-95, too, Great. which is good. Okay. So um, let you know we are, I mentioned this last time too, we're, we're entertaining, say entertaining, but we got a committee that's working to look at, at health insurance this year. So uh, both to achieve a balanced network for the employees to be able to have access to health care for their families um, and also to look at the cost involved in the premiums that you pay along with the cost of family care. As you know, our, our family coverage right now is pretty doggone expensive for those numbers that carry that. So that committee's working. Uh, we'll have another meeting scheduled in a few weeks with that. And we renew, we have to bring something to this board for consideration or recommendation uh, in the April timeframe because we renew in May. 
So um, but we'll be bringing something to you to look at, which is good. We've engaged Oak Bridge Insurance Solutions to help us with that. They're a Southeast Georgia insurance management company that specializes in going through the weeds and helping you to find savings. I, I'm, I remember many moons ago, I, I asked, could we save by, you know, all of us going into a pool together, like with, with the city of Hinesville? I know we can't do it with Board of Education because they're, they're separate. But is, is there, because obviously if we're having this issue, I'm assuming the other municipal Municipal, uh, municipalities are doing the same thing. What's up with my tongue? But yeah, but uh, <laughs> shouldn't ask that question. But, but uh, is is there any way possible we could still look at that? Because I, I know even from the ACCG standpoint, we have been having issues with insurance. So that's not just an isolated right. uh, situation that what we're going through. Almost every municipality and, and county in, in the state of Georgia is going through that because of certain laws that have been in, in place that kind of help increase those type of uh, things. So is, is that something that we could still look at? I don't think it's possible this year. I think that it'd be good to let Oak Bridge, who we have just started using, to take a look at that right. for next year. I think that'd be... I mean, to see, just see, just I see mean, if there's I mean, any possibility, that's what I'm you know. Saying. I yeah. Mean, yeah, we, we can't. Maybe do when it. we have our meet and greet with the mayors, could be the only one that the the only ones oh, that, that really would, have, would, would uh, really be city of humble with the yeah. populace, right? right? Right, with the populace numbers. Yeah, I hadn't thought yeah. about that mm -hmm. volume thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the volume, just about the volume. Good and bad in some ways, depending yeah, on right, age of right. age of age workers of and utilization. That's, right. Right. So that's right. That's the thing, you know. I mean, they might look at ours. That's right. Because if you call me over, <laughs> right. oh lord. But definitely something that we'll talk with Oakbridge about right. to look at for next year. Also, the other side of that is is that we had we've had a couple of conversations today with a couple of different people. Oakbridge being one who also does. Um, property and casualty insurance. And if you remember, we had a tremendous increase over there last year, which in talking initially with them today to see if they would help us, which they will, um, in fact, uh, it's to the Georgia market stuff. Mm -hmm. There are very few that are insuring municipal government, municipal and county governments in the state of Georgia right now. And, um, and, and they're doing crazy things. With numbers but good news is Oak Bridge says yeah we'd be glad to take a look at it for you give you some suggestions on that see if there's any way that we may can suggest to you to consider altering some of your property and casualty insurance coverages to potentially save you some money so um, we're dealing with that in our church to our denomination it started with the Florida churches now the Georgia church we all getting letters saying non-renewable yeah, and they, it's, it's, and they, that's, that's they give it up from. to the weather thing the whole thing yeah. about being it is. Weather related. It yeah. is. So, so all of us are having to scramble now to find uh, uh, cal property and capital insurance while the churches are. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, as we did this year, we'll have to do again, as far as we know, for some time, and that is stack the coverage. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to have any one insurance provider that's going to carry all your auto or all your vehicle. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to stack it. So you're going to stack the first you know, uh, let's call it million dollars worth of coverage in one carrier, and then you're going to have over-insurance or re-insurance yeah. that'll come in top with those carriers that just do that. 
yeah. if you can. So it's uh, it's not easy on anybody statewide, right? I haven't heard that mentioned on the uh, state or national level. I mean, it's, it's affecting everybody, so it, it should have that kind of uh, attention. Well, you know, and, and I don't, I know, it might. Uh, I know that in hearing it said, as we were doing it last year, southeast United States, mm -hmm. premium increases, change in policy types to total replacement value, in hurricane zones, windstorm events, those areas that were more prone to those mm -hmm. in the Carolina coast mm -hmm. are seeing the largest increases. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So just to let you know, we're shopping it. Yeah. Uh, we're shopping it hard. So we're doing all we can to pull that out. Mm -hmm. Other thing I mentioned to you is just so you know, is we've had some meetings over um, billing and receivables and things like that we're going back and taking a hard look at those because of cash flow and how we do our billing process uh the time that we terminate services with folks and we're trying to standardize that and we it's being worked i mean I'm, there, there's not really an issue there but we're taking a whole look at everything basically uh working with costs coming in and going out to make sure we're, we're efficient uh, around the horn with Speaking that, that I, know you, I saw an email you had one um payment from the uh, tax commissioner's office um, when's another one? We're trying to find out. Find out. Okay. All right. I, I got my tax bill. I guess you guys did too. So, yeah, so that so that should that, state credit was that, good. That should start helping us out. So. I have. Yeah. You know what? Saying all that, Mr. Chairman, everybody was up and with that tax credit. Mm. You ain't paying nobody. Mm -mm. But that's one time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, and I think that's important to note too. Yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. A, it's going to be different unless day, something next year changes. Yep. I'm not complaining. I, I, I saw it and, you and, did. and it helped out. You did. Yes, sir. We also need it. Yeah, Mr. Brown, this is something I needed to mention to you. We still need to look at cameras for the rec department. I've already Six. already right. Are already gotten with 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 Clint on that. And we're looking at some options. Okay, and. To this board of commissioners, I'm going to preach it as long as I can preach it. We need to work on blight. Oh yeah, it's, it's an article. I, I, I can't say here. it enough, you know, because we're talking about the growth, the people mm -hmm. coming in, and it's not only on the main corridor; it's on these other roads. We need to look at the whole entire county. Like I said before, between. Liberty County High School and I-95, there's about 20 places, at least 20. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so you remember you did a very successful campaign with that with all the cities involved before, which it would have to be because some of those areas are in cities. So that is a good conversation to have with the mayors because mm -hmm. it does take a little bit of funding. You, you funded a little bit through solid waste that year to do certain things, and we can certainly do that again. I don't disagree with you at all. I think we may need to look and I know a lot of you don't want to touch it, but we made it look to see how it's actually structured downstairs on the ordinance. You know, but if nobody don't complain about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you remember, yes. that's so, right. Yeah. So now we need it. to mm -hmm. look at it mm -hmm. and see what can we do mm -hmm. to really put some teeth in it. Because mm -hmm. Mr. Brown, if that code enforcement officer does not get a call, what That's does right. that person do? They get calls. 
So they're working calls that they do get. But to answer your question, I go back again, the way it was done before was a total buy-in by every member of the board and every city council. Uh, what we don't want to run into, that we almost ran into last time was uh, we can initiate the contacts of those property owners in those target areas and we just have to have everybody behind us. I remember um, yeah. to Because when we go yeah. send those notices and we tell them, yeah. uh, they're going to pick up the phone and call yeah. some folks. He, he's being diplomatic. And, uh, we had some commission pushback, kind of leave my folk alone kind of stuff. Well, they are pushing me right now. Hard <laughs> hell in this <laughs> Understand. Yeah. I'm saying if the commissioner gets behind it, then work with those that will get behind it. Yeah, yeah. so that's something that I, I, yeah. Mind, yeah, you know, I think that's, that's something we ought to put on the commission planning. I think that's something we ought to put on the commission planning. Yes, and we sir. can have a map and quite, we can look at those. Simply put, it's going to need our support once it happens. Yes, sir. It, it was yeah. the gateway areas. That is what it was. <laughs> I got it. And which leads me, which leads really to a couple of calendars. Uh, one is finance will be developing your budget calendar for this coming year, believe it or not. We'll be starting to work on that budget again. Already. Already again. And uh, we want you to know that in advance. The budget approval calendar, go ahead and look at some dates, everything in there for, for budget uh, and approval. Likewise, uh, and she has, I've asked Samantha to reach out to Ms. Roberts and Mr. Jones and get a millage adoption calendar going. Good. So that Good. follows in with a tax digest, at least gives some target dates, and they have to be somewhat flexible yeah. so that we can Back try to get those bills out as uh, soon as possible than, than, yes. to do yes. on that. Other thing is, you're probably aware legislative updates have kicked off again with ACCG. They're every Friday morning at 9 o'clock. Sat in on the one last week. So uh, by, by next report, I'll just start highlighting a few items for y'all, but you can also tune into those by going to the ACCG um, page and doing that. Can and you go back if you miss it? Can you go you back? You can. They tape them. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. You can click on their page and listen to them. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things that they mentioned in the first. Um, we looked at some information yesterday related to fee structures. And so we think that at the planning session, we're ready to show you a draft of some potential fees. Mr. Mosley and his team are wrapping that up right now. So uh, we'll give it one more cursory look and then it'll be ready for you guys to do. Uh, he mentioned the impact fees. We're also, the fire chief and I met this week, we're gonna be talking about a five-year plan. Personally, I think um, that on the comprehensive plan by sector, and I know we're gonna form some work teams, that there ought to be a public safety work team not just of the county, but the municipalities that sits down and says, how are these public safety services gonna be delivered uh, over that next time period? Uh, rather than us trying to plan theirs, them to, I think that planning effort ought to occur in those similarity type groups. Um, so we're gonna be doing that, trying to get you to, to look at a plan. I know you and I talked about that, Mr. Chairman, about hey, we, we've kind of built out our current plan. Where does the board wanna go now? Where do we think you ought to go with public safety delivery? Um, over the next 10, 15 years. So we're, we're starting to work on that. A chance, another chance for unification? You want me to call Maybe. <laughs> it, 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 good point, I think that <laughs> it, he mentioned this, he touched on it about the importance. If we're gonna go after some kind of grant, especially with the state of Georgia, there is a box you check is this part of your comprehensive plan. Mm -hmm. And you know, because we do it on roads and transportation, a lot of things we get commended for it, is that having that plan out front 
and having that work done that you can show somebody sure does help to go a long way in your planning and resources mm -hmm. uh, to be able to do that. So, but hopefully so. Yes, sir. Ho hopefully yes, so. Sir. Uh, we are taking a look at our ambulance fee schedule, not necessarily per se what we charge for a run, but there are some runs that we make that we get no revenue back from, and I'm not trying to make money off the ambulance service, except that in looking at our last run data, um, we had an extraordinary large amount of repeat runs to places that, um, let's say just we're performing wellness checks, mm -hmm. basically, and they, they don't call them in as that, so we run them. But by the same token, there's no fee charged. Also, we get called for a large number of calls where the people say, you know what, I don't think I want to go after all. We've tied up a resource, and most times we've used drugs uh, on those calls. We're looking at what neighboring counties do, because I know that's what you'd want us to do. And so uh, Crystal and I are taking a look at that. Whatever we suggest, whatever we start doing would be very modest, uh, but it would, you know, hopefully too, to some of the folks say, yeah, you know, I can't just call you to come out and see about me. Yeah. I mean, to do that. And I, I hate to put it that way, but I mean, that's kind of what so you're, you're taking an emergency vehicle off the road that routinely to do that. So we're addressing those things. Out of cost. Out of cost. Out of cost. At, at a definite cost to do that. We are fully staffed at EMS. Uh, that's the f including the new crew for the Midway station. Uh, so you've got two 24-hour crews there all the time, two 24 up here with a weekend crew that also comes in up here. Um, we couldn't remember when the last time that was. Yeah. So yeah. kudos to y'all for everything you've done and Crystal's hard work and the team at EMS to get there. Uh, but that's been very, very good. Uh, last couple of quick things. The old house on Layton Street that we had to get as part of the health department land acquisition, we're finalizing the RFP on that to get that demolished and get the asbestos out of there. Once we do that RFP, we'll bring it to you to award to a contractor contractor take care of the asbestos removal and demo and haul off and certification to the state that has to be done uh, on that. And staying with kind of disposal for a minute, it's time, believe it or not, too, to update your solid waste CIP plan. John Culbertson did that for you almost five years ago now, and it is a very good plan. That's the model for funding and your fees. So we'll be getting a proposal for him from him, you know, for y'all to consider to do that. Um, and that's everything for tonight. Got one. <laughs> uh, in a class that I attended last Friday, the one thing I did pick up on, and this board may agree and disagree, but they said if we really want to know what's going on with it within a department, have at least once a month one of those department heads come and stand for us and give us an update. Don't wait till budget time to. You know, you don't have to make it a long, drawn-out thing, but have that department head come stand up before us, give us a report where they're at. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. it's just information. They just do that. Yeah. Some just do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Mr. Brown. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, we can start. I mean, I think you were suggesting is just rotate those departments in each month. Mm -hmm. that, Certainly, something we can do. I mean, we do we do some of them, so it's yeah, it's, it's yeah. really time to yeah. Or, or we can just have a liaison. The mid month, yeah, at the mid month uh, meeting. Okay. Yeah, I think we do department heads. Let's start at the mid month next month. Okay. 
it's good for you to see the statistics and, and, of what's and, yeah, happening. Let's put them up on the agenda so they won't have to stay here. Yeah, yeah put them up on the agenda. Yeah. I know, and, and, and the first. <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking about, I mean, I was talking about our internal department. Yeah. No, so. well, I've already talked to him. And okay. He's, he's willing to come in. Okay. Chairman. Yes, sir. Mr. Brown, um, this development that's um, being done, Pate Rogers Road, Cook Road down in Fleming, uh, we've had uh, several calls from some of the newly new residents that just moved in. Um, they are having some terrible zoning issues and et cetera with that development. And I'm getting all kind of phone calls from the new residents. Are you aware of any progress being I, made or not? I, I am, and I know Mr. Zeckman's tried to reach out to you if you'll touch base with him. It's easier to look at on a sheet of paper than, than what I'm fixing to describe to you, but I'll try, is that um, when those folks came to get their building permit, the one thing that our office checks or downstairs checks is a plat. Got to have a sign certified filed plat with the clerk of court. That area was carved out into a small subdivision or there was, from what I remember, five parcels that were cut out in a rectangle fashion with the plat filed in the clerk of court that pretty much were straight. So that is what we have to go by is the filed plat. Um, so surveyor obviously did that. So issued building license. Health department does the same thing. Health department for septic tanks looks, requires a filed plat. So they're looking at that same plat that was filed for that subdivision. That lots get sold, by the way, same gentleman owns all five lots we're talking about. So we look at that, we, we permit one, which was right. We permit another one, same plat, filed plat, everything's good. We permit the second one and then Resident on the first comes back and says, you know what? I, I think my septic tank is on his property. And we say, well, we're looking at the filed plat. And she said, that plat's not right. That's the legal plat. It's the only filed plat for that property that's legally right. So Mr. Zeckman's gone back to the surveyor of record, as well as the man who owned all the five lots and said, you got to rectify this. The good news is he has not sold the rest of the lots, so the landlines can be redrawn if, in fact, they were wrong. Because remember, the only one that really matters is the plat in the clerk's office. So that's where we are. And, and he has said that both the developer, which is just five parcels, and the surveyor have acknowledged they need to do something on the landlines and relook at that. And so that's where they are. They're, they're trying to work it out. And he has communicated to the property owners that too, that they're trying to work that out. But that is an issue civilly between that developer and those landowners mm -hmm. and the surveyor, really, whose certificates on that deed to work out. It's really a civil matter. So it's really not the zoning. The zoning is all correct. It's that the plat that was recorded may be right, and the plat that was used in the sale may be wrong. Again, we don't furnish any of that. That's a private matter, and that's why you do title insurance and some of those things that you pay for at closing time to certify those plats and deeds. So we're working with them. We're trying to help them, even though it's kind of their civil issue. 
to do that, but also to let you know that, you know, obviously no county that I'm aware of or city uh, that has, that approves building on lots has any other thing to go by but the certified filed mm -hmm. plat in the clerk's mm -hmm. office. I mean, they don't, you know, we've had people say before, well, you don't send a surveyor out no. to verify landlines? No, no, mm -hmm. I mean, we don't, you don't. Governments don't do that. So we're working by the filed plat. And, I think it's coming to resolution. I, I just wanted you, if you if you could touch base with him, he'll actually he's prepared to show you what I've tried to describe so hard. Yeah, I've spoken with him. We supposed to meet again, but um, I'm still getting calls. I guess from the proposed landowners. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the guys, he's I think has signed his mortgage, but he hasn't even moved in. He's hesitant to move in because of the issues that we're describing. And um, I got a phone call as recent as today. And um, I guess they look into me for some kind of resolution or something or what to tell them. And um, uh, they said they're having issues with the surveyor and the developer himself is uh, being hesitant to work with the landowners or the people that have just bought the land. And um, Paul has, you know, been in contact with me, but from the phone calls I'm getting, they haven't got any resolution yet. And unfortunately, Commissioner Jones, that's going to be a civil issue between the parties. It's not something that you're going to be able to, yeah, they're going to go need to see a lawyer. Yeah, mm -hmm. as I hate to say it. Mm -hmm. In the end, if, if they're not willing to work, then they they may or may not have a legitimate claim. Yeah. So would it be the uh, like we, I guess, approve these developments, and I guess you say the health department and everybody that signs off on allowing these developers to put these um, homes in place. Um, is it the responsibility of the prospective buyer to make sure all these I's are dotted and T's crossed as far as um, easements and et cetera and so forth? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, you know, unfortunately, you could come, uh, not unfortunately, you could go into LCPC tomorrow as a landowner, and if you had enough acreage you could do a sub you could subdivide your property like families do for families right and so so you can do a family subdivision so to speak that doesn't have to go before any board or anything you change the ordinance not too long ago to allow that that's not really the case here i guess my point is there is no you know you have what i'll call developments which you see in subdivisions which require board approval of course proper zoning but in this case, that area was owned, I think, AR1, so he could just come in as the owner of the property, divide it up into half-acre lots, whatever those were. There's no governmental requirement there, uh, and there's really not many governments that I know would require that. So, so they're allowed to do that. But once they do that, they've got to have that registered surveyor stamp, mm -hmm. and they've got to go over there and file it in the clerk of court, and it yeah. becomes the official separation of those properties um so and then he can you know he can sell mm -hmm. he can sell all those pieces just like you would do if you if you owned your property and decided to split it up uh so all governments have health department and us is that certified plat mm -hmm. that we permit by and we make sure that 
your setbacks. Hey, you know, here's a setback now. Here's your property line. Tell us on there where you're proposing to put that house. Actually draw it on there. Got to have 10 feet in this area off that property line or 20 feet, whatever it is. Health department to go out there and they're going to say, here's where you got to put your septic tank or here's the area you can put your septic tank. And by the way, on that parcel, you got to have so much area designated for a backup septic tank <laughs> so they can go in these areas. But again, they're working off that certified filed plat. That's why it becomes a civil issue for those folks, for the gentleman that prepared that certified plat mm -hmm. and filed it mm -hmm. to prove it's wrong and that those things were put in a different place. I mean, that's, yeah, it's really a civil issue for them. All right, so it falls back on the land on uh, whoever bought the property. That's right. That's right, it really does. And, and be glad to talk some more about with you with that and or get Kelly's guidance there. I mean, he can't represent them or at least on behalf of the county. The county can't, you know, make that right for them because it is a civil issue. <laughs> so could there be? I'm sorry. Could there be? So there couldn't be two certified. Well, yes, they could. Um, no, one would replace another because yeah. the meets and bounds are going to replace it. So it was a, it was a four parcel, four or five parcel little piece that was in there, mm -hmm. and what the thought process was that at least one of the residents thought they saw was instead of being straight up and down, that it was a cross division. Mm. I, don't, I don't really know about that. I think if it was me, I would get me a surveyor, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I would yeah. say, where is that line? And they're going to go to the clerk's office and pull that certified plat first. That's what they're going to do. They're going to mark it off the original. So the, it, again, we can give them some not legal advice. Unfortunately, but that's how it works. Yeah. Not legal advice. We could tell them what yeah. we would do if it was us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. a surveyor. <laughs> come out there. Yeah. And little boop, boop, boop. Yep. And then be able to go back to. Ribbon. Right. <laughs> that was yeah. Their, um, I guess, complaint, you know, they, here it is. They're just spending all this money on getting this new mortgage for this new property. Mm -hmm. And now they haven't incurred costs supposedly to prove one way or the other that the uh, plat is right or mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. And they're saying that this is, you know, money that they don't have for yeah. one thing. And yeah. uh, they steady. Like I said, I'm here and getting call phone yeah, calls but you every can. day, and I just yeah. wanted to know what direction to point them in. Yeah, unfor oh. unfortunately, there's a lot of situations like that that they hope that we can help them with. But but it's really a civil matter. Um, won't, won't procrastinate long or, or, or go too much longer to say that we've also seen where in a subdivision people build over the line or something, or they put exactly they put something over the line. They say, well, my neighbors come over here and put a building on my line. County needs to do something about it. Mm -mm. So you're going to have it's a civil action with you and your neighbor, and unfortunately mm -hmm. you need to get them to move yeah. that building for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. All Thank right, you. So I'll pick it up. All right. Chair, motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. All in favor.